0: Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Post Game Call-In Show, brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. All
1: right, the Pirates painted purple tonight. 47 to 45, and an all timer at Dotty Ficklin Stadium. It took four overtimes before we finally get a decision tonight. And East Carolina, just like they did last year against the Memphis Tigers, get a stop on a two point conversion and win the game. Pirates win it by two. We're taking your calls 317 1250. It's already 11-18. Might as well just stay here a couple more hours with you and party on into the night and on into Sunday. Party all night long, baby. Why not? Billy Weaver has been in a bad mood today. Are you, is your mood any better yeah, now? It's
2: much better now. Oh, yeah. right. Gutty win by East Carolina, down 17-0 yep.
1: in this game. I, Huge comeback.
3: I've got to say, that is the craziest, craziest ECU football game I've ever seen in it's, my life. It's
1: pretty crazy. We'll talk about it after this.
0: You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes.
4: Well, it has been a wild Saturday in the world of sports, not just in college uh, football, which we'll get to in a moment, but also in Major League Baseball, as uh, the Mariners and the Astros went 18 innings before a run was finally scored. And the Astros move on and the Mariners are eliminated. Right now it uh, in college football, North Carolina is holding a 37-35 lead over Duke and, uh, with about uh, 16 seconds left to go. And after a long review, they have uh, allowed another touchdown. So now North Carolina has the lead, 37-35, uh, 16 seconds left to go in that game other uh scores uh, usc and utah are tied at 35 with about seven and a half minutes left to go in that game and uh, fresno state and san jose state have kicked off no score as of yet. That's a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by The Buck. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates, and they're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night along with football. You can follow The Buck on Facebook and Instagram for updated schedules, and we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth-quarter postgame call and show. Here's your host, Clip Rock.
1: All right, what a game. It took four overtimes, but East Carolina able to come out with the 47 47- to 45 win a lot to discuss tonight uh, if you could throw us a like throw us a subscribe on youtube do the same on facebook and uh, let's have a fun edition of the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show clip brock billy weaver shirley rhodes the man of chan all here and uh, we'll give you our thoughts along the way but guess what we got calls lined up so we need to get to them uh shout out to joe in greensboro Joe, I hope you're listening. He called in Monday to Pirate Radio Live and told us about this kid we had never heard of named Andrew Conrad. And Mm. (laughs) talked about how great of a kicker he was. Uh, First game tonight and uh, made every kick he was able to attempt. We did have a special teams gaffe, but it wasn't on him. That
2: was on the holder. Yeah. Hit him right in the hands.
1: Uh, We will begin with Jeff in Louisiana. Hey, Jeff.
5: Hey, fellas. Oh, my God. I feel like I went to the extreme of feelings, good and and terribly bad, back and forth all night long. I'm actually, I'm absolutely emotionally exhausted. Um, I felt like I was. I felt like we won that game. We played two quarters of football and and pulled it out no OT because the first half I had no idea who that team was on the field. I wanted, in fact, I wanted to call in and say maybe we can check some IDs. I see some people in pirate uniforms, but I did not recognize that team in the first half. I felt like I was in the twilight zone watching, because they just looked awful. And the and I know a point that you're going to get a lot is that fourth and twenty-eight fake punt. I just had I just didn't know what was going on. Uh, I, it made me feel terrible watching them. But you know, two minutes left in the first half, they finally you know woke up and I started recognizing them again. But I can't believe we had another special teams uh, blunder. It's on the holder, but I I just wow. All right.
1: Well said, Jeff. Just wow. Uh, We will get to uh, a lot of the calls uh, and thoughts, and I'm sure people have similar thoughts to yours. A wild one, a ton to talk about in this win tonight. David is up next in Gardner. Hey, David.
5: Hey,
6: how's it going? Um, So... Yeah, I mean, uh, Go Pirates, right? Pulling out the win and uh four overtimes is an exciting game to watch. Uh thought Memphis played a good game, so I mean it's always good to see like, you know, a good opponent on the field. I feel like last caller, man, we really didn't play <laughs> an ECU game like uh in the, in the first half. Uh but uh we pulled it out in the end. I think uh special teams is looking a lot better with the new kicker. Um, You know, every attempt that he got a chance to uh, take, he made it, you know, which is a definite improvement. Uh, My only concern, I mean, my, well, not only concern, but biggest concern is probably the secondary. Is it me or did they look like they were playing soft all
1: night? That has been a concern leading up to this game. We talked about it on the pregame show. The numbers still say ECU's defense in 2022 is having a good year. But, uh, Billy, we've started to see signs, even in wins early in the season. I remember you coming in after the – Was it ODU game uh, and the state game, too, where they were giving up third and longs? Yeah. That that has been a trend now for this team to give up big plays in the passing game. It has,
2: and we saw that tonight. We saw a few of them. I actually made some notes on some of the third and longs that they had given up again. Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, Fourth and goal, Uh, Pirates gave up a big play on third and ten. Yeah. Let's see. There was another another one that was a third and long situation, but they've got to get that corrected. I mean, they really do. They've been they they got better pressure on the quarterback tonight, which was nice to see. Uh, they've been great all year uh, against the run. Those third and long situations, those intermediate passes—it seems like there's a cushion. There's there's an area right between the safeties and the linebackers that teams are just taking advantage of. And a lot
1: of yeah. uh, a lot of area around the quarterback to throw. Uh, you Just got to yeah. get a more consistent pass rush as well. Anything else, David? Yeah,
6: yeah. No, that that was it. I mean, I thought it was a great game. Lots of ups and downs, uh, but uh, it looks like we made a correction on the special teams. So I think we're gonna, you know. Some better games coming. But yes, yeah, it was
1: a good game. All right, David, thanks for the call, man. David and Gardner on the Pit Electric Live Line. We roll on to Rod in Wilmington next. Hey, Rod.
7: Hey, hey guys. Uh, how about those Pirates tonight? Uh, yes, sir. They had this one and they they dug down deep and did what they had to do. And uh, they started showing up late in the second quarter and got some momentum going in at halftime. And, but gee whiz, how about that? Taylor's and Winstead. Winstead all over the field when you needed him tonight he was the quiet man he he uh he lets his talk he does his talking out there on the field and uh old keaton if he anything wrong with his hip it it didn't show tonight because he was he was driving i I watched that one play where he he looked like they turned him around backwards and he was driving he must have been under there with his hamstrings driving the pile back he was and I noticed him when he'd he uh, he'd get ready to get hit. He'd deliver a blow, put that shoulder and head down, and pop him. And and uh, uh, I just uh, the key to me uh, in this league with these good quarterbacks is putting pressure on them. Because uh, uh, when, when we got pressure on this guy tonight, uh, Hennigan, and I was afraid of him coming into the, to the game because when I was seeing that quick release he had that. that uh, you know, taking them quick shots underneath, but uh, uh, you got to put the pressure on these guys, and, and uh, that's the key. And uh, I thought uh, overall, you know, it was it was as close as it gets. But uh, it was a game of wheels, and they, the uh, coach wanted to know what they were made of, and I think he showed them what they were made of.
1: Yes, sir, Rod. A, uh, as Billy said when we came on, gutsy, gritty. It was. For the it Pirates was, tonight.
2: It was a gutsy win. for. I mean, because uh, I was deflated in the first half of that game uh, when they had gotten behind. So I, they just didn't have any kind of momentum. The defense didn't look good. And uh, kudos to the offense because it was the offense that kind of re-sparked. The defense, if you remember, they scored that touchdown. They got one on the board. They got one. And then, that's right. Yeah. And then the defense seemed to get back engaged. And I think that says a whole lot because that defense has been on the field for so long in so many games this year. And I think the defense might have been thinking, you know, the offense is letting us down again. We're just... And that affects those guys. The offense got a little spark, and from then on, it just seemed like like one of the callers earlier said it was a little bit of more of of what we expect to see from Pirate football, and not what we you know that that team that we we couldn't identify in the first what quarter and a half.
1: Rod, thanks for the call. Good good to hear your uh, your old cowboy voice on the fifth quarter. We enjoy it. All right, we go next to Bryce in L.A. What's up, Bryce?
8: Uh, good evening, guys. Chandler, Bill, uh, my guy, same energy, Brock. Uh, <laughs> I, I think our same energy is, thank God, we're going have to burn those white helmets because those uniforms are pretty sick. Billy had the
1: torch out ready to go. You You had the gasoline and everything <laughs> in here. <laughs> I tell you what those are those are
2: the slickest uniforms I've seen on ECU players period. I, I love them I, I think they're great.
1: That gold stripe in the middle really
2: makes it. Yeah, we had talked about that. Yeah. So we on, were both on, at the game yeah.
1: and then we came here and watched it on TV and I said, That stripe looks like an old gold it on does. the TV. It does. And it yeah, it's really cool.
2: In the stadium and, and I was that up was in cool, the, yeah. I was up in the stands, so you couldn't really see the helmets as close up, but I do love that stripe. That gold stripe on the helmet. I also yeah.
1: love the uh the big and the shadow numbers too yeah. on the jerseys. Yeah. Those are yeah. bring back good memories. So I uh, love that stuff.
9: Yeah, they uh, they actually highlighted the student
8: on ESPN that came up with the design. I uh, thought so that was
1: really neat. Shout out Will Treadaway, joined us on the show, yeah. smart kid, great design.
2: Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people watched it on TV, but the people that were in the stadium actually got a little bit of a treat, too, because the graphics on the scoreboard, they showed some old 80s graphics like Atari... Uh, after a touchdown, it was Tecmo like Bowl. the, the Techmo Bowl. Oh, that the was Bowl awesome. Ball. So it was really cool atmosphere.
8: Nice, nice. Well, that was that's a heck of a game. You know, I'll, 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 I'm sure. I, I know I'll never forget. You know, and I just, I, I was like you, man. That that first half, that was. I, I I haven't been that angry. You know, I usually y'all know me over the years. You know, but I was. I, I just didn't know who I was watching. You know, it's good to see that change. But I, I, I know that. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll leave it with this. There's a lot of things everybody's you know. Gonna, gonna uh, complain and, and other curse words, but I, there was a stat this week I saw about Tom Brady, never allowing like more than like forty two points in a game, and obviously he's the quarterback because he keeps him on the field. And you guys, you just referred to that, and I feel like what they did with Keaton Mitchell today, seeing that he is R- Reggie Bush like, in that he can handle. I mean, how many carries? How I many? How many touches did he get today? That was absolutely mad. I'd very much like to see this. We have a great back uh, backup running back to give him a breather. I'd love to see that moving forward and really messing with uh, these opposing defenses in the future. Go Pirates. Love y'all. All
1: right, Bryce. Good to hear from you, buddy. This was the Keaton Mitchell show. Remember the last postgame we, we talked about, yeah. man, he doesn't look 100%. Something mm-hmm. doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. 29 carries, 149 yards, three touchdowns on the UB stat sheet. He added four catches for 28 yards. They had him lined up at wide receiver. I remember throwing to him as a wide receiver one time tonight. So uh, that is 33 touches for Keaton Mitchell, who uh, is going to earn his ice bath after this
2: one. Well, and he was on the verge of breaking a couple longs. If you remember the one where he stepped out of bounds right before uh the first down marker and ecu had to eventually punt that was a long one and he almost broke that one uh there was another one where a guy had gotten kind of a shoestring on him barely got him he had hit that second level and man he just gets he just gets into the second level so quickly and there were two or three times that i can remember tonight that he was just inches away from breaking
1: one long and he has had a lot of games with this many yards and in those games, he has a 60, 70 yarder. Right. His long tonight was 20. Right. And he still averaged five yards a carry. So that's uh, that says a lot about his performance and, and the O-line as well. All right. Um, we'll take a break. Uh, up next uh, is my sister, Jana Brock Humbles. Uh, she's never called into the show before. She was at the Pirate Radio tailgate zone earlier today. So, Jana, hang on. Monica, Philip, Mitchell will get to you as well and uh, take all of your calls and uh, enjoy some leftover Parker's barbecue from earlier today still so got some good green beans, mac and cheese hush puppies from Parker's three locations in Greenville to serve you more to go on the US Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show after this
0: You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th quarter post-game call-in show. Here's Clip Brock.
1: All right, 317-1250, the number on the Pit Electric Live line. You're tuned into the U.S. Cellular 5th quarter call-in show. Check us out on Facebook Live and YouTube. And uh, give us a like. Show your appreciation for being up late tonight with us. All right, uh, Mitchell, Philip, Monica, hang on. Let's talk to Jana in Greenville. My sister. Hey, Jana.
10: Hi, Clint.
1: What's up? What's up?
10: It was a great game today, and my intern from Charlotte is in, and she wanted to say something real quick, too. Mm -hmm. We wanted to give a shout-out to Pirate Radio for the awesome tailgate tonight, all the great food and uh, history in the making for the game tonight in the fourth quarter. Fourth overtime.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Good stuff. Did y'all eat? You got some good food at the tailgate?
10: We did. Yes, we did. And Aiden was very happy, too.
1: All right. My nephew Aiden, I know he enjoys a a meal like his uncle does, so uh, that is good (laughs) to hear. Well, I'm glad y'all had an awesome day at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. Did you stay for the whole game?
10: We left at (laughs) halftime.
11: Oh. Uh, Super
10: cold. What history made tonight was four um, overtime. Yeah. That is pretty awesome.
1: Jana, you're turning into quite the football fan. You went to a Panthers game a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff.
10: (laughs) Brother-in-law, aren't you sad that I wasn't like this when I was younger?
1: Yeah, really. (laughs) You could have gone to Redskins games with us. Hey, but but uh, it's never too late. Never too late. Glad you're into it now.
10: Right? All right. Real
1: quick, while while you're here, Jana did go to ECU basketball games with us. And she was into it. She made a T-shirt. But uh, what happened, Jana? You were, like, looking in the mirror when you made it. So on your shirt, it said, like, UC3 <laughs> instead of ECU. Yes,
10: she did.
1: That great moments. All right. Love you, Jana. Thanks for calling.
10: Hey, Cliff. Yeah. talk about all the um, players' names that I would mispronounce? <laughs> yeah, we'll
11: get
1: to that later. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Thanks.
10: Have a good night.
1: All right. You too. There's uh, Jana, Brock Humbles, my sister. Good stuff. All right, we go next to Monica in Greenville. Hey, Monica.
12: Hey, guys. It's kind of hard to follow your sister.
1: I'm sure you can manage. You'll do all right.
12: (laughs) So um, it was a great game tonight. We had our our friends who are state fans, and we really wowed them in the stands tonight with an awesome game. But I got to tell you, after four overtimes, it felt like we played about eight quarters of football tonight. Um, You guys – spoke about what I was going to say, which was really nice to see Keith Mitchell get his legs back up under him in a big way with the 29 carries for 149 yards um, rushing. And then, you know, also on the receiving end, too. Um, as far as the receivers go, you know, we had Isaiah Winstead that had nine receptions for 154 yards, 30, 30 yards long. but the, And CJ had four receptions, but it was really just CJ made his receptions when it mattered. I mean, he was just a difference maker in the game tonight, and it was just so nice to see. We did get a gift in the fourth quarter. Um, I didn't think his catch was a catch, and I couldn't believe that they didn't ask to replay that, but they did, and we were given a gift. Um, the other comment I'll make is, you know, just uh, I think we have some play calling that kind of suspect. That's that fourth and long, and the play calling there was just horrible. Um also, it's nice to see Conrad come in. I think we, you know, have another option at kicker now that we need to keep delving into and and, and play him. And I also say, you know, special teams again forced us in the overtime. That was the minus one that we should have had uh, with the with the missed um, snap there. If we'd gotten that kick, that extra point. We wouldn't have needed the overtime, but. It's a great win for the Pirates. It was nice to see them do in four overtimes what they couldn't get done in four quarters, and that's the kind of grit um, and resilience that we needed to see from the Pirates. So let's keep going, and let's keep doing it, Pirates.
1: All right. uh, Great call, as always, Monica in Greenville.
2: Yeah, and Monica made a good point uh, about the catch, no catch, what it would have been. That definitely was not a catch, looking at the replay. And I had said at the time – why didn't memphis's head coach take a time out there uh east carolina was allowed to hurry up run another play and then of course you can't look at it that would have been that could have been the difference maker in the game right there and so I, that and point I,
1: is tied right right and yeah it's, it's it tied. Been like second and 10 i think Ab- yeah or, uh, yeah i believe so so
2: yeah so i mean it would have been you know could have been a whole totally different situation yeah
1: all right, one seven twelve fifty on the Pitt Electric Live Line. You're tuned into the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter calling show. East Carolina winning tonight in four overtimes, 47 to 45. We go to Philip in Greenville next. Hey, Philip.
13: Hey, guys. How are y'all? Great. Doing man. good. So uh, I called back in the Navy game and I said everybody needs to relax. But tonight, I'm, I'm saying the coaching could have been a lot better tonight. We're, at the end of the game, we could have just kneeled the ball and kicked the field goal and won the game, but we had to make it a little bit crazy. We won the game. It's great. But I think the coaching could have been a lot better tonight. So, go Pirates. We're, we're going to go to a bowl this this year, but um, we'll see what happens. Well, you
1: had to win this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. oh we got a flag. Dang. We're watching USC and Utah. Utah just scored and got a two-point conversion to go up forty three to forty two, ensuing kickoff USC about broke it, but it looks like it's coming back. So thirty nine seconds left to go there. Uh, if you lose this one tonight, uh, your your bowl chances drop dramatically. You oh, yeah. win this one tonight, and uh, we're starting to. <laughs> All right, can we get UCF and uh, get Temple? That'll be 5 and you yep, start to do your yep. counting weaves. So. Yeah, still
2: some tough teams, still, definitely, still uh, definitely. you know, you're not you're not an easy part of the schedule by any means, but it's so much easier to get 6 when you get 4.
1: No doubt. All right, we go next to Mitchell in Winston-Salem. Hey, Mitchell.
14: Hey guys, I hope I hope you're doing well tonight. Listen, you know the probably the most exciting game I've ever seen in this stadium was in 1991 but this was definitely in the top 10 it it uh it was so dramatic but it was it was awesome and you know it it uh it forced us to do what i think the coaches were reluctant to do which is find a new holder and a new kicker and if you watch that kid his first kick was like a line drive. I was like, oh, wow. But then after that, he started getting some confidence, and every single one of them was right down the middle with good height, good distance. The holds were perfect. So I, I think, you know, fingers crossed we've we've solved that that problem. And I was telling my daughter uh, that if we win this game, we're going to point back and say this is the game that saved our season. And uh, and, and I, I really believe that because – I'm pretty sure that we can handle Temple, um so that'll that'll be five wins. So we'll, what we'll have to do then is just knock off one team, and I and I think Houston is the one that we really got to circle that game because they're they're suspect. It'll be in Greenville, and if if bowl eligibility is on the line, I would like to think as long as the weather is decent that we'll have a pretty good crowd because the. The crowd was really important tonight. It it wasn't huge, but it, it got it got loud, and it it uh, it 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 made it such a dramatic ending that these these players would be talking about this for you know until they're old men.
1: I would love to see more people there next Saturday night, same kickoff time when uh, UCF comes to town because uh, yeah, it was it was pretty decent, but needs some more numbers in there well, in our let me, favor.
2: Let me tell you what during the tailgating, I thought it was a little slim. Um and I was a little worried about the attendance. And I remember looking at the clock um thirty-four minutes to go uh before kickoff, and I was looking around the stadium and I'm going, this is not a good crowd. But all of a sudden it started to it didn't fill up, but it started to get very good. Uh and by kickoff I thought, wait a minute, this is not a bad crowd. Uh so I was I was pleased with the crowd like uh like Mitchell said. Uh, got into the game, but I, you know I hope we see something a little bit better than that next next week. Because I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better night for football.
1: And we've the weather got, is amazing. We got to do a better job as fans, and I, and most people are doing it right. But there are a lot that we go for it on fourth down right by the goal line, and not only are people cheering, there's one guy a few rows in front of me telling people to get up. Get loud. We got the ball on fourth down. We don't need to get loud there. We need to get loud on
11: defense.
1: Not when we have the ball on fourth down. Yeah. It irritates me every time. People start going crazy.
15: Yeah, we're going for it. Woo, go Pirates. Let's
1: go. I like, Holden's trying to hear and they right, call right. out plays. And like,
2: well, one one thing I, I did disagree with on that situation. You put in a new kicker and then you immediately, very first time, you show no confidence in him. To put him in there and Mm -hmm. kick the field goal to make it 7-3. I thought they should have kicked the field goal there. Put your new kicker in. Show him you got some confidence in him. Let him kind of get into the rhythm a little bit. Instead, they go forward and forth and two. Of course, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. There were just a lot of uh, questionable calls early on. And I mean, there's there's no defending. I'd love to know what the uh, the answer is for going uh, for the fake punt on fourth and yeah. a mile. I just I don't understand that. Still don't understand that.
1: I have not seen that play because I was looking down when it happened because I just assumed they were going to punt. And uh, I look up, and Ryan Jones is getting tackled. And I asked Chandler, and he said that... If he breaks that tackle... If he gets by that one guy, he might have had it, but...
3: That a is a dress. long
1: ways to go. But fourth and what was it? 20-something? 20 yeah, 25. Fourth and 23
2: like, or something yeah, like that. Fourth no, and
1: 23, 25? Yeah. I don't know. And
2: I, I'm kind of like you. I was expecting the punt, and I was only kind of halfway watching it in the stands. And, of course, you're not going to see that replay on the scoreboard, which <laughs> oh, is one of my pet peeves. I mean, yeah. come on. Really? Show every replay. I, I don't care if it's a negative play for East Carolina. I want to see it. You show incomplete passes. You show interceptions by the other team. Why wouldn't you show that? They don't show the replay. Come on, people.
1: All right, 317-1250. Thanks, Mitchell, Andy, David, Kenny. Hang on, and we do have one open line. It's going to fill up fast, 317-1250. A lot more to go on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call show. Pirates win it, 47-45. Back after this.
0: You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes.
4: Well, the game that we are watching right now is Lincoln Riley's uh, undefeated season is on the ropes as of right now. Eight seconds left to go, and they are trailing the 20th ranked Utah by a point. is 43-42. Eight seconds left to go in the game. It's first and ten. USC has the ball on their uh, looks like their 35-yard line. I'm trying to uh, uh, discertain because they keep showing uh crowd uh yeah 40 yard line their 40 yard line is where the ball has been placed so we'll keep an eye on this game as they're getting ready to snap the ball but that is a look at your buccaneer music hall scoreboard brought to you by the buck it is your beacon of music in the land of the pirates and they're open from noon until 2 a.m with live music every night along with football you can follow the buck on facebook and instagram for an updated schedule as there's a jump ball and it's no good and usc falls to utah 43 to 42. That's your final. We'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back to the you, the fifth quarter postgame calling show. Here's Cliff.
1: All right. I'm wondering where Captain Bill's call is tonight. Well, he'll be calling in to the USC postgame show saying Lincoln Riley needs to get his ass out of here. Fire him tonight. Tonight. Tonight captain bill used to always want to fire lincoln riley you look a, oh, little, got, you look a little salty yeah, they got utah players crying so utah they yeah they, they got uh usc
2: players crying i
1: guess i don't know the whole story i don't want to speak out of turn yeah. here but i believe they had a a player on the team pass away yeah
2: they've got uh, so a they,
1: player on their helmet yeah, yeah the player is actually on the helmet yeah and you're Very right emotional a lot of emotion. on both sides yeah utah wins at 43 42 what a saturday Awesome games. Oh, I know. Not Tennessee, just in football. Tennessee knocking yeah. off Alabama. I mean, that was the great, one of the greatest games I've ever watched during the pregame. In baseball, you had the Astros beating the Mariners one to nothing in 18 innings. I guess you had a walk-off in Cleveland. I still haven't seen those highlights yet. But uh, what a day in football and in mm. sports. All right, David, Kenny, other David. Hang on. We go to Andy in Charlotte. Hey, Andy. How y'all boys doing
10: tonight?
16: Good, man.
9: So, our neighbor is a big-time ECU fan. He only went there for graduate school, Mr. Brett Leatherwood. But he's always so
10: negative about our kicking team. Tell me, why? He made all the kicks tonight. Why is he so negative all the time? We won the game.
16: Why are you
1: asking us about your neighbor? And you do know it was a different kicker tonight, right?
17: He's always so negative about the kicking team. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I, don't, I mean, what do you want us to do? Give, you want us to call him?
18: Probably something.
1: Give us his number. All
2: right,
18: what's call his him? number? We all won the game tonight.
1: That's
2: right. We yeah. won the game. Call him. Call him up. Call your neighbor up.
1: Tell him. Thank you, boys. Thank you. All right, Andy. Glad you stayed on hold for that. Three one seven twelve fifty. Thank you, boys. All right. Thank you, boys. Thank you, boys. Appreciate it, boys. A lot of people have complaints about their neighbors. My neighbor. That's his complaint. <laughs> I hate my neighbor. <laughs> I always talking about the damn kicking game. <laughs> All right, David's up in Oriental. Hello, David.
17: Hey guys, how you doing? I apologize. Uh, my uh, disclaimer is, is during that game. I think I finished half a bottle of Tito's. To put things in perspective, I'm from the Ed Emberick area. Era. See, I just... errah, errah.
11: <laughs> errah.
17: Hey, I want to plead to the Pirate Nation. This might be a program changer. And what I mean by that, I'll give you a perspective of how this game went with my old ECU friends. First quarter, let's go. Good game. Let's go, guys. First quarter, we suck. Fire Houston. Second quarter, we need to get rid of Donnie. Oh, my God, we're horrible. All of a sudden, Holton's the greatest quarterback. You know, was manicky as hell. The bottom line is this. We lose this game, and we lose momentum. We need to be pirates. The reason that we have so much passion in this university, and I've been surrounded by all these fans from all over the place, and we are unique, and we've lost a little bit of that. Tonight, those kids gave us exactly. Where's Atticus? I need you, Atticus. They gave us exactly what makes us pirates. I don't care where you go back to this. Unbelievable Pat Dye teams that went into the Ed Emery teams and the Steve Logan teams. That was a pirate team tonight. So, anybody that's complaining, and I'm guilty, I'm guilty of cussing out Holton tonight, yet he made some amazing plays. We've got a running back that's as good as any running back that's ever played at East Carolina. We're not perfect, but those kids gave us everything tonight. And I've got tears in my eyes because I'm so goddamn proud that we are there. Where's Atticus? I'm out. God bless the Pirates. I love my Pirates. Man, I'm so happy. That's a big win. That's a program changer right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great call, David. That's good stuff, man. Brack them! And you're right, man. Uh, these guys left it all on the line. They had to be freaking exhausted. You mentioned we had a liner coming back into the segment. This is Jeremy Lewis. You're listening to Pirate Radio. And, and Billy, said Jeremy played good tonight. He did. And I said he was one of the many that were helped off the field. Like we have, yeah, I yeah. mean, you got a ton of bumps and bruises after this one. Keaton getting all those carries, the defense chasing around uh, the quarterback all night. So uh, it was one of those games, man. But they did. They uh, they gutted it out. And how big was Woods'
2: interception? Not only that, the he got the interception, but he managed to somehow get into the end zone. And there, because there's no guarantee that after that interception, if he's tackled ten yards later, that the offense is going to score a touchdown there. I mean, so that's a big swing in the game right there with him getting into the end zone. Heck of a run. Yeah. I mean, that that was a running back run right I would love to know,
1: uh, you know, and uh, we'll ask his teammates Monday, but was he a running back in high school? Good question. Because he had some ball skills. Uh, Those jukes he had. Oh, yeah. Diving into the end zone. It was awesome. All right, Kenny is up next in Blunts Creek. Hey, Kenny.
19: Hey, uh, guys. uh, Cliff, uh, Billy, i just on the way home from the game, just exhausted from that uh, performance. Them guys, they, it was a, a, a roller coaster of a game. Uh, by the way, if you hear a lot of noise, my window wouldn't roll up on the way home, so I'm about to freeze to death. But uh, they, uh, we could nitpick all the, the, the play calling and some of the questionable things that the, the team did tonight. But bottom line, this team, man, the grit. They, they stayed together. They didn't uh, get their heads down. They they fought. They clawed. They crawled. They did everything they needed to do. And all these old nailer people that hate him, that you know, that kid has got so much grit in him. You know, he gets up. He gets beat. His shoulder keeps popping out. And that kid gets right back in there and gives us everything he's got. And I think the rest of the team see that, and, and they appreciate it, and they perform like that. They give everything they've got. So, uh We'll take the win any way we can get it. Good win. It's a conference win. And uh, let's be proud of these guys. Get on board. Get your tails in the daggone stadium next weekend. And let's get some more people in there. And uh, let's raise some hell and beat USC. And uh, go Pirates. Love you guys. Tailgating was awesome again. And uh, we'll do it Saturday.
1: All right, Kenny. Thanks for the call, man. There is Kenny. In Blunt's Creek on the Pitt Electric Live Line. Tune into the US Sailor fifth quarter call in show after a 47 to 45 victory for overtimes for ECU. And let me be the first to say happy Sunday to everyone. Ah, uh, yes, it is. That is Sunday. Yes. Were you going to say
2: something? You uh yeah, well, Yeah, I had it. I had something and uh, was it just uh, escaped me. Okay. All right, <laughs> maybe well, let me know come when back. you're ready. I was about to say something and then you said happy Sunday and then I I lost. threw you off. My
1: bad. I'm old.
2: It's it's old is oldism. Um
1: somebody said called you Bill Billy Ben Franklin Weaver when you put <laughs> the glasses on. <laughs> Saw that on YouTube, mm-hmm, Ben Franklin. All right, uh David is up in Farmville. Hello, David. Hey guys. I'm
20: um... Uh, really, really good game. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of emotion. A lot of roller coaster up and down. Um, I, I don't understand that going forward on fourth and a half a mile. Um, I, you know, I'm glad uh, we found a way to put some points on the board. Um, it was looking bleak there at seventeen nothing. Um, so, uh, um, really, really glad for that. Uh, a couple of things uh, I want you guys to talk about if you could. Um, one, can you talk about the uh, two-point conversion um, on the second uh, go-around? I thought they went for two on the third go-around. So uh, when ECU went for it and didn't get it, I'm like, you know, all they need to do is kick a field goal and that's it. And, I mean, kicking kick an extra point and that's it. Um, but uh, I, I thought that was um, – I didn't know they'd go right after the first try to where everybody has to go for two. And then the other thing uh, – that move by Keaton on that uh, flat route, um, I, that was a joystick video game move. Um, anybody else doesn't make that, he gets tackled, and the game's over. Um, but uh, kudos for them finding a way to win. Uh, happy for the players. Uh, the coach has still got some things to work on, but uh, really happy for the players and the uh, um, but, uh, yeah, if you could talk about the, uh, the extra, I mean, the two-point conversion,
21: I appreciate it. I'll hang on. Well, I
1: mean, yeah,
2: that's the rule. Well, and the thing is that's funny because that's exactly what I was going to say is how I like that th- when they switch to the new rule where you, you... – Score a touchdown, you can either go for a two or kick the extra point in the first overtime. Second overtime, you have to go for two. Third overtime, it starts the two-point conversions. I like that a lot. It speeds up uh, the overtime. Everybody still gets exactly the same chances, so it's not where one team gets an advantage over the other. So I like that overtime rule. And um, uh, to David's point, too, the video game move by Keaton Mitchell. Well, what did we say when he called?
1: The ball in the when flat. he caught
2: the ball in the flat, I said he's done, he, he's over. got him. That's it, yeah. and I was like, Oh my! Oh, he, the, I thought he was going to be tackled in the backfield or yeah. well, not in the backfield because was a swing pass, he was already a, a past the line, tackled of about the two
22: or
1: three.
2: Maybe. I thought he was going to be <clears throat> tackled right there, and you know that DB's got to be thinking, Goodness gracious, what just happened,
1: yeah. That is not a a site uh, or a position I envy being in uh, front of Keaton Mitchell. No, no, no. Uh, Awesome game. Awesome move by him. All right, uh, John, Zach, J.K., Cameron, hang on. We'll get to your calls when we return on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter call and Show. On into Sunday. We're back with you after this.
0: You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock.
1: All righty, back with you. U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show, 317-1250. Professor Weaver has done the research. Would you like to give your results on what Julius Wood played in high school? You want to guess? I'm gonna say he was a obviously a defensive back and I'm gonna say wide receiver. Very good. Ding 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 ding. So he he did was play a strong offense.
2: strong safety and wide receiver, ran a four four forty. Uh at Blinn College he was all defense, free safety and strong safety. And of course you had to feel like when that pass was deflected. And he caught it. He immediately went into wide receiver mode. No doubt. Uh, some
1: beautiful jeans. Yeah. Love to dive into the yeah, end zone. He's been there, done that before. Great stuff. Yep. All right, John, Zach. Good research, week. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. John, Zach, JK, hang on. Let's go to Cameron in Greenville. Hey, Cameron.
9: Clip, Billy, how, how about them Pirates, man? Um, that win might have just saved her season. Uh, with that being said, uh, the, the only thing that Donnie Kirkpatrick should be coordinating is the weekly bingo contest at the retirement home. Uh, I mean, what in the world are we doing with some of these play calls? I just don't understand. Even though we won the game tonight, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get some of these play calls. Uh, we get down 17 to nothing, and we finally start to play with some rhythm and, and movement um, and also some speed on the offense, like moving the ball. And then we come back in the game, and we slow it back down and let Memphis hang around. When we could, like, step on their throats, I just, I, just don't get, I just don't get the offensive play calling. Even though we won tonight, I don't feel like we've improved. I mean, overtime, the play calls I thought were better, but I don't know. Just take the win out of perspective, and us being Pirate fans, Billy and Clip, and have an honest perspective of what our play calling has been on offense. Do you all think we've made any improvements at all since the Navy game? I mean, just being honest, we won the game today, but the game shouldn't have gone into overtime. We had a missed extra point when that the game should have been there the time, and we shouldn't have scored so quick when Keith Mitchell ran in with a minute left. But I'm just honest, take not being a pirate fan out of it. Do you think we've made any progress offensively up in terms of play calling? I, I,
1: game? I saw progress from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. I felt like early on we ran the ball every first down, mm-hmm. and then we started throwing first down and. The result wasn't much different because it was almost a three-yard pass here, a two-yard pass, but they were throwing on first down more. Um, I mean, that's that's about all I can say as far as differences I saw tonight. As the game went on, I felt like we started getting – a little more aggressive with first down play. Well,
2: plays. they were getting a little bit more aggressive with the uh intermediate pass. I am still scratching my head about the fourth down, uh, the fake punt in your own uh territory, fourth and twenty three or whatever it is. Let me I, I want to know who called that play. Now was that was that Donnie calling that yeah, play and is I... that is is that Houston saying, Yeah, let's do this. You usually in that situation that's a head coach call. I I just, I don't understand that call at all. I I would love to know the reasoning behind that, what they saw, um, if they saw something on film, if there was somebody lined up in a certain situation where they automatically go into a fake punt. I I just don't know what that is because that obviously was just a a head-scratcher.
1: I'll also be in the minority here probably, but I don't mind scoring when ECU scored uh, the fourth quarter. I don't want to tempt fate and take knees and run the clock and not get in the end zone or have to settle for a field goal with all of the field goal issues we've had the entire freaking season. Yeah. So in a perfect world, run the clock out, score as the game ends, sure. But I don't mind scoring a touchdown, getting up, and then saying, all right, defense, get a stop. Your
2: defense has been played. Your defense has... This Hell, year
1: played well all, tonight. tonight not, not so
2: much. But still, you have to you have to go on the entire resume of that defense throughout the year. And I like our say, chances. I, yeah. I, yeah, you like your chances. I mean, obviously, they didn't play as well tonight as they have been all year. But you have to show confidence in your defense and say, okay, the defense needs to go out there and hold them. We're putting it. We're we're relying on you to win this game. And of course. there was only one big play if you remember in that last drive it was that big play over the middle and that what 25-30 25-30 yards or whatever it was Yeah. and right when they made that play I thought they're going to score here and they did
1: and I think Alan asked this question before I just said what I said but I just read it why not run the clock down at the end of regulation and kick the field goal? Have you not watched our field goal operation this year <laughs> and you want to re- you want to not walk into the end zone when Memphis is letting you score and try a field goal with all the disasters we've had this year? I don't I. I'm. No. I, again I might be in the minority but Alan, you say it would basically have been an extra point? Do you know what our extra point numbers are this year? Are you freaking kidding me right now? Let me find it. Jeez, Louise. Extra points this year for East Carolina. Where's the stat? Stat
3: to consider. Well, I can tell you right
1: now. 20 of 25. And then what was tonight? Okay, tonight Did we have another we one now? We had tonight? one tonight? Yeah. Uh, we had a Basically mishap tonight. Basically, an extra point? Yeah.
3: No. So you mean we might freak out and miss it? We literally had a mishap tonight, which I think it's happened in every single East Carolina football if game. If
1: they took a knee and settled for a field goal and missed it after all the struggles they've had, Can you imagine? All y'all would be bitching about it yep. right now. Fire everybody. Fire please. everybody is what would be said. All right. 317, JK is up in Pinehurst. Hey, JK.
15: Hey, how's it going? Going good. What you
2: got, JK? Hey.
15: Uh, can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. I'm back again. Great win. I just want to say, y'all were just talking about the kicking game. I turn the TV off when we kick extra points. That's how I I don't believe <laughs> That's it. not a bad idea. <laughs> and, and on that, I forgot on the second overtime that you have to go for two. So I turned it off and I turned it on. I thought we missed it. But we had to go for two. <laughs> 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 oh, That's boy. good stuff. Was, and, then, and then when Memphis scored, I was like, holy shit, they're going to kick over. Ah, you can't uh, say you that. I okay. bet. Sorry. I don't know. No. Yeah. But, yeah, I just want to say, yeah, great win and same thing. My buddy said the same thing. He's like, why don't you just run the clock down and kick the field goal? And I said, you haven't watched our games this year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't do it. And
15: then, yeah. So, the guy calling in complaining about Donnick or Patrick, I've heard it too much let's just be happy with the win we, we just beat memphis a great aac opponent you know we've had struggles we're four and three we got ucf coming to town next weekend and i got a thousand dollars in my account and i'm betting the ecu money line next weekend i hope you're riding with me clip
1: let's do it what's the uh let's play guess the line what's your line for that game
15: i will say ucf by uh ucf minus four
1: all right. I was gonna say six, six and a half, and so we'll see where we are. Yeah.
15: Six and a half. Give me some more juice. And I just <laughs> put in I just put in my midnight Hawaii moneyline bet.
1: You know what? I saw that's coming on T V, so I might have to ride with you there as well.
15: Well, I hit I hit the vols today, so I'm riding. I'm riding high. Wow, good for that's you. No I stuff. had
1: Bama, so I don't care. <laughs> Bye, JK. <laughs> All right, see ya. There's JK. Calling in Pinehurst. Uh, we are we got baseball on the T V two nothing Dodgers over the Padres in the sixth inning on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Go Padres. Du Buck Duh Buck the Buck Dub buck, buck, buck. Because uh, I made fun of Billy's Mets when they lost. Well now the Braves are out. We could have the Dodgers out tonight if they mm-hmm. could lose this. The Yankees are down two to one. Let's just wipe all the good teams out yeah. and just have a weird World Series this year.
2: And I was like, only my Mets could get beat by
1: a team of UPS drivers, but it looks like uh they're pretty good. They're delivering in this series wow. as well. Wow. Yes, yeah. All right. Zach is up and done. Hey,
11: Zach. Hey, guys. Thanks
23: for taking my call. Um, Happy about the win, uh, but Cameron pretty much hit the nail on the head. Uh, Yeah, you can't get down seventeen to nothing to good teams. Uh, We we scrapped and we clawed our way back, but I mean, we got Central Florida next weekend. By the way, I'm calling six and a half point spread. Um, Central Florida next weekend, then Cincinnati. We got a very capable Houston team that can definitely put up points if we let them. Um, And and, you know, you just can't let that happen. we don't open the playbook up until we're down seventeen nothing, and then it looked, you know, pretty good. But come on, it's there's got to be strides made. And yeah, a month ago we're talking about competing for conference championships. Today we're favored by six points, and we have to squeak out a win in overtime. That takes four overtimes. You shouldn't be happy about this. You should be satisfied. Be happy, but not satisfied. I guess. Uh, I, I'm just. I'm still toss up. Um, I, it's, it's still going to be a struggle to get to six wins, especially playing like we did tonight.
1: All right. Uh, thank you for the call, Zach. And, uh, yeah, you sound like my broadcast partner earlier. Billy was not happy about anything. No, Even when ECU happy. was up seven points late in the game. <laughs> you were still angry. I just – I didn't think they were going to win. You uh, were upset what about saw, the start of the game? Like, that just got you it just in a bad mood? Yeah, it
2: just got me in a bad mood. Yeah. It really did. And, I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this team. And I'm going – you know, with, with the fourth down call and the fourth and two and missing it in the end zone and – you know i'm just thinking man like like one of the callers said earlier who is this team let me check some driver's license who this is not the team i know what what is going on here because i had thought then i was like well first of all i think the big thing was we were down 17 nothing and i thought you know what i'm going to be at pirate radio until four o'clock in the morning because the calls are not going to stop when if when and if we lose this game so maybe that's what got me down
1: 317-1250 we are here with you late and i'm sure everybody out there appreciates it appreciates it like Brittany, who says is this the mlb fifth quarter show Brittany, cut your computer off go to bed stop watching you're done you're out you're done you're out see ya, john's up in greenville hey john
24: hey uh great win uh you know, I you know, I would've liked to have it be a bit more of a comfortable win, but a win is a win, and that was a very exciting game to be at. Um
1: the one It's thing- never comfortable, is it? Like we can never have no, a it's comfortable never, win. No. It's no. never that's that
2: way. not a pirate way to win.
1: <laughs> yeah.
24: Even last year, even last year, how many close games did we win? Uh but like ultimately what I think has been so frustrating about our offense this year and I won't be on this too long is that it feels like it's it's almost like a bar where it's very blunt and there's no trickery and it doesn't feel like plays are run to set up other plays and if you can't get above the bar like a team like Campbell will beat you to death with it but with teams that have stronger defenses and teams in the a- AC we can't just, you know, expect them to to make mistakes and lose. We need to be making them make decisions, making them wonder if we're going to run or pass the ball. You can't do those first-round runs every play. And I feel like when we were down 17 to nothing, we really opened up the offense, you know, passing-wise, which caused them to get on the back foot and to spread their defense, and it made it easier to run the ball. And I feel like that's kind of how we just need to be playing in general almost, where we need, we need to establish passing on early downs so that they have to play back on defense, and then we can run the ball.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that goes back to the old adage that, you know, okay, do you run the ball to set up the pass, or do you pass the ball to set up the run? And I think at East Carolina, for the most part, you, you pass the ball to set up the run uh and and i think when east carolina's done that they've been successful and i think you said mentioned something about mistakes or whatever but turnovers tonight east carolina won the turnover battle if they don't get those interceptions which should have been three interceptions if you remember there was an interception that was called back that um, uh
1: yeah i had a free play it was, a, yeah, a it, it was a offsides. yeah it was
2: off sides uh east carolina had intercepted the ball uh memphis kept control possession they ended up kicking a field goal so that was a three point you know that basically gave them three points right there
1: oh i think the play i wanted to see on the replay that i never saw was uh or no i did they did show that one where east carolina nearly had another bobble interception i don't know if you remember that one where it hit off a receiver for memphis yeah so nearly another pick there so uh but anyway all right john appreciate the call tonight Coop tuned in, not Ventavius Cooper, but Stephen Cooper, uh, tuned in, listening in the man barn, and he said it's been a pleasure. And he says, great job, everyone. Go pirates! Anytime you've got a man barn and you can sit and listen
2: to uh, uh, the fifth quarter and maybe have a pirate beverage, that is a good
1: night, a nice fall night. Oh my, with a fire going, yes sir, (laughs) yes sir, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Chandler is
2: Chandler's Chandler's guys. You know, you know that face when you see a really hot chick, and you're like, oh, oh "Lord, she is so." He's got that. <laughs> We're losing. He's just it. got Chandler's motor going, talking about a man <laughs> oh, yeah. bar and a fire, fire and a oh, pirate be beverage. Listening yeah, yeah. to the fifth quarter calling uh, show, man. I mean, that's like—is that like oh, heaven for you?
3: By the way when did they go up a dollar on beer at the game ah they tried to sneak that <laughs> one past <God>. the goalie. <laughs> i got two beers as soon as i walked in the game they're like that's 16 dollars i was like Ooh. what Sucker!
11: Oh, come on sucker. guys come uh, on guys gotcha.
1: uh gotcha another comment on youtube um your name's fine but i'm not gonna say it i like saying people's real names uh, but that's the person's name it's not bad, but I just don't want to promote saying names like that. Uh, he said, the band sounded awesome tonight. Huge props to them. I'll say Chandler and I were seated near the band, and I would agree. I thought the band did a great job tonight. The band always does a good, good job. Good band night.
2: And you, right. know, you know what I like? That they they, they do the, my favorite thing that the band does when they get into the red zone. East Carolina gets stick into it in,
3: Stick it in. Stick it in.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: For the longest time, my wife had no idea what they were saying until I told her and now she giggles every time. (laughs) All
1: right, Mark, Tim, uh, Mr. Winstead, the uh, creator of the dumpster juice list. Isaiah Winstead's dad's hanging on. And uh, Kyle and the Grange, you'll be next when we return on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. 317-1250. Still taking your calls at 1230 in the a.m. And we got more to go after this.
0: You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes.
4: All right, let's take a look at some of the uh, finals from earlier today. North Carolina defeated Duke in Durham 38-35. As we mentioned a little while ago, USC falls to Utah. Lincoln Raleigh's ball club is now 6-1. and one. Final score there was 43 to 42. From earlier today, number nine Ole Miss defeated Auburn 48 34. It was Texas beating Iowa State 24 21. Oklahoma beat 19th ranked Kansas 52 42. Old Dominion walloped coastal Carolina 49 21. Michigan beat up on Penn State 41 17. Miami beat Virginia Tech 20 14. And uh, Colorado uh, was the, uh, was winless heading into this game in Boulder. They beat California 20-13 to 13 in overtime to get their first win of the season. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates, and they're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night along with football. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for updated schedules, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular 5th quarter postgame call and show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Dub
3: Dub. Duh-buck. dub
2: buck duh-buck, duh-buck,
3: buck, buck, so, buck, buck I've got a uh, video. Uh, Steve and I got posting this on Twitter. It said it was, and he said this, it was at this very moment I saw my entire life flash before my eyes, and this is Mike Houston approaching the podium.
4: How about <laughs> Wow. And, and he actually punches the he shakes it he shakes the podium. I mean, it seriously looks like he was about to just destroy it.
1: Oh wow! Okay, I see the video now. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. He's fired up. Good stuff.
4: Uh, here's another uh, bug score update because this is a, a rather strange. We have a drone delay in the Padres-Dodgers oh yeah, game. Yeah, I was just, we
2: were just it talking just about that. It just
4: popped up as, uh, as the Dodgers are leading the Padres 2-0 in the top of the seventh inning, and now we are under drone delay.
1: Clayton McCullough getting some great TV time, uh, the former Pirate yeah. and the first base coach awesome. of the uh, Dodgers. All right, uh, shout-out to Colorado fans. They were winless. I saw a video of their uh, final play today. They had a great crowd for a winless team. Uh, so, shout out to the Buffs for that. All right, Mark, Tim, uh, Michael Winstead, and uh, you guys hang on. We go to Kyle in LaGrange. Hello, Kyle.
18: What's going on, fellas? I'm, in tonight. I'm on my way back to Greenville. Finally, let me tell you guys something, man. Homecoming never meant anything to me because it was always there. This year is the first game I've been able to go through all year. Uh, Cliff, you know what I've been going through. Um, I'm still going through it. Got a lot more to go. Start chemo on Monday. So, homecoming meant something to me this year. I cheered up a little bit when I grabbed my parking pass to go to the game. I was finally getting to go to a game this year. And, you know, people can analyze it. Didn't play well, did play well, started off playing like crap. Played well at the end of the game, played well in overtime. Didn't play well this far. Didn't play, who gives a crap? We won an exciting game in four overtimes. and I, You know, it, it, what a game to be at and experience. Just just enjoy it. A couple things I want to point out as people are going – well, we had to hang on to win this and win it. We were six-point favorites, and we shouldn't have been. I told you that the other clip. The spread made no sense to me. Memphis was 4-2. and two. They had lost to Ole Miss out of the SEC and Houston by one point. They had one of the best offices in the American. While we were six-point favorites, I have no effing clue. So the fact that we didn't cover, we had to win it in four other times, I'm just glad we won it. It was a good win. And, by the way, not for nothing, that's just the second win over an FBS opponent with a winning record Mike Houston has had in Greenville. He's had some on the road at Memphis last year. They went 6-6 at Marshall. That's just the second win. SMU and Memphis and Greenville are the only two FBS teams with winning records. He's beaten. in Greenville. Unless I'm missing something, somebody check my facts. Um, I'm, I'm fired up, man. Anybody who's not fired up after that game, your wood ain't wet, or maybe your wood is wet, whatever that saying is, um
2: how's
1: your wood weave
2: uh it's always good i don't know if it's wet but uh-huh. it's
1: good
18: hey well if it ain't wet it ain't good my friend. <laughs> oh
2: my
1: god well it is 12 a.m <laughs> i guess we might as well
18: yeah no doubt uh look guys uh I, i'm i'm fired up man like i said everybody you know i'm an open book and i've talked about it maybe people don't give a crap but i've been going through a lot so to be there tonight experience this wind was awesome And I will say, I just want to say one more thing about those uniforms. Those uniforms are slick, baby. Those uniforms, those are the best-looking pirate uniforms I've seen, I don't know, maybe of all time. I'm not so sold on the helmet, the helmet, but the uniforms themselves. How do you guys think those uniforms would look with our regular normal helmets?
2: I, I think it would still look good, but I like the helmets. I, I like it. I think the, everything just fits together really well.
1: Well, I just hope we can keep the uniform in rotation. If that means with other helmets, I'm cool with it because I want to yeah. see that uni again. Yeah,
2: I, I like it a lot. I, I like the throwback. I, I really do.
18: I, I would go to it as our main uniform. I really do. Yeah. That, that would be our primary uniform if, if I was running things. I would just. I would look You know,
2: I'm kind of like you though. I would like to see it with you know, maybe a black helmet or with a purple helmet just to see what it looks like because I can't visual, I, I can't visually see it in my head. Um, I, I can think, you know, until you see it, you don't know. Yeah. So I'd like to see what it looks like with those helmets.
1: Good Definitely. perspective yeah. from, uh, from Kyle tonight. Uh, don't take this for granted. Don't take anything for granted, but, uh, glad you could make it uh, out there tonight, Kyle.
18: No doubt. Clip. No, uh, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. And, um, uh glad we won it for every time i don't know if i'll be there uh for the ucf game or not that'll depend on how i respond to stuff this week but uh anyway nobody wants to hear about that uh everybody's enjoying the game tonight celebrate go pirate
1: all right kyle uh right, good thanks, luck to you, buddy. yeah good luck absolutely kyle lagrange 317 1250 we talked to uh mr winstead michael winstead joining us uh michael how you doing tonight sir
25: I'm doing great, guys. How y'all doing? Fantastic. Doing
1: Another big one uh, from Isaiah. And, uh, man, awesome win for the Pirates tonight.
25: Yes, sir. They look good tonight. I'm glad they won the game because they really need to win the game. And when you see Isaiah on Monday, tell him his pop said that he's going to have to get him 20.
2: Of dropping that ball when he got hit in the back. <laughs> man, he got popped. I tell you what, I don't, I don't remember who recovered that ball, but Kerry Johnny on the spot. King, I believe. I think it was Kerry yeah, King. Yeah, because that was huge. Yeah. That was big. I mean, you were down inside the red zone. That was one that could have, man, had that ball – been recovered by memphis that's a that's a big swing right there so yeah but
1: isaiah uh, is a no excuse guy too so i bet he will give you those 20 push-ups he probably I, I, thinks he should have hung you on what, to what man he took a pop it was big he hit. took a
2: pop in the back and i i can you know kudos to the defender there really put a pop on him the ball came out i can see i tell you what if it was me i'd be in traction <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no it, it was very fortunate that east carolina uh kept
1: possession of that ball
17: yeah,
1: he's a tough kid, so he got good genes. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, while you're with us, Michael, any anybody in the sports world you want to add to your uh, – you, we named the dumpster juice list after you since you came up with the term. So, uh, we've got the Panthers on there, uh, the Broncos, the Steelers offensive line. Oh, you said to put the Bears and the Commanders on well, there. I was going to say,
2: please tell me the Commanders are on
1: Yeah, that, You want to put them up there officially? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> might as well right is that
2: the whole t- does that mean daniel snyder's on the that whole too? organization the whole organization,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> put them all in there all right uh michael anything else uh what else do you see from the, the game tonight
17: you know what grinds my gears is uh when
1: the
25: kids put their heart into the game and everybody complained about no, what they shouldn't
1: have did. Welcome to the fifth quarter. Yeah, this is <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we have had some calls that have said, "Look, I love what the kids did tonight. They grinded it out." But there's always stuff to nitpick. And uh, yeah, I've been doing this show for a while now, Michael. So uh, this is par for the course for uh, for the show. All right, y'all
17: keep up the good work
1: all right great to hear from you all thank right, you thank you, sir there's uh the father of isaiah winstead we'll talk to isaiah coming up on monday's edition of pirate radio live and pop said give him 20 are you uh, so are you gonna make him do 20 right here in the uh, studio i'm not making that man do nothing no no but no, no, i no. will I say mean, if it, or
2: suggest <laughs> it how about how about suggest it
1: i can hear him right now <laughs> i'll do him but i ain't doing him here <laughs> no, uh-uh. he's a
26: good
3: kid we
1: man. love Isaiah, uh but uh and I, we're gonna ask him about that uh, that fumble. Isaiah, you nearly there? cost the team, man. What's That's going a, I'll on? I'll tell you what, he he
2: took a shot yeah, it to, was. directly to the middle of the back.
1: Yeah. I was surprised he popped up like he did. I was too. Very surprised. Yeah. All right, Tim is up in Greenville. Hey, Tim.
27: Hey, fellas. Look, I want to let you know I appreciate y'all and and the show. I know being all so late, especially having games starting at 7.30 or 6.30 makes your life probably a living... Well, I can't say it now. I don't know what time you can say it. But, anyhow, you know what I'm talking about. I tell you what, say hell you
1: know, it, it feels say it hell. a lot better after a win, I got to say. If they'd have lost that game, I would be freaking miserable right now. Yeah. That win is going to soldier me through the rest of the show.
27: That was a major win for ECU. They had to win this one. I mean, it was, you know, the Navy loss really hurt. And then last week, that loss just magnified the, the Navy loss. And if they had lost tonight, it would have just been, it would have been a nightmare. Um, but I've got a couple of questions. One, the extra point that was missed—you know, if they had made the first extra point, there would have been no overtime. It, 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 it would have changed the game completely. But I'm curious, was that Daffer that missed the first one?
1: Well, there no. was no miss. It was, it a, was a botched uh, hold, Billy, or snap. No, I the, didn't see the, the replay. The
2: snap was right, hit the holder right in the hands. Yeah. It was just dropped.
1: So there was no missed kick tonight. Mm-mm.
27: Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I was late and yeah. listened to it. Um, the second question that I've got is the defense, the secondary, I know they made two interceptions and came close to making three, but they seemed awfully porous. I, I'm concerned about the defense. Um, I know I hear a lot of things about the offense, but I, as Billy was saying, you know, the run opens up the pass and the pass opens up the run. Without one, you can't really have the other. Um, And it wasn't until the passing game really got going that the running game opened. And I saw how – or listened to how the running game really did open up the passing game even more. But I'm concerned about the defense. It's like we couldn't get a stop
1: (sighs) at all. Yeah. I I, I was going to say we played a good offense, but that's – throw that out the window because UCF's coming up next you still got BYU Cincinnati Houston we got a lot of good offenses coming right. up so we need to figure it out UCF has put up this year 56 40 41 and just dropped 70 on uh Temple oh that's so awesome. that's it so we're gonna have to to figure it out and we said earlier in this show that it's kind of been trending that way Pirates have been stingy against the run this year the defense overall has still played winning football But we've seen some trends, some third and long, some big plays in the passing game, and we saw uh, too many of those tonight. So it is certainly becoming a bit of a concern. But what we have seen
2: in previous games that we did not see tonight is that bend but don't break. Uh, They were giving up a lot of those third and long situations in the middle of the field, but then when opponents got into the red zone, East Carolina really bowed up defensively. We didn't see that tonight. Um, So, you know, that's a little bit concerning as well.
27: All right, Tim, anything else? Yeah, the pass that the quarterback made at the end of the game in the final overtime, didn't he mis-throw the ball? He The guy was open. In the back of the end Oh, zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He had the tight end in the back of the end zone, and that that's a guy that had been given East Carolina fits all night. Uh, just big, physical, good, tight end, uh, and he was open in the corner of the end zone. Yeah, he was just uh, he was overthrown.
1: Absolutely.
27: And, and we could still be playing overtime right now. True, yes. But, yep. all right fellas appreciate it all
1: right
27: thank you tim in greenville
1: 317 1250 the call is still rolling in at quarter to one and we go to mark in charlotte hey mark
28: hey uh hey everybody i was at the game actually on my way back uh from greenville but anyway um i wanted to go back all the way to the uh first drive um you know against Tulane, we won the toss and uh went through and took the ball and went three and out went the tossed today and um, uh, converted a couple third downs. And then on the third, uh, third down play to out in the flat to Keaton. And he did what he does. And he got the first down. However, you know, he stepped out of bounds, uh, but it seemed like we, we could have called a play and kept that drive alive. But we, we come up to the um, line, and, and, and it took us forever to snap the ball, and they stopped, they stopped it. So I was wondering, <laughs> is there something we can do to get up to the line when, when that you know the coaches could let them know, hey, we need to snap the ball because we should have kept that drive alive.
1: Well, uh, Mark and Billy, the fifth quarter began early tonight because a guy two rows up from me at Daddy Ficklin Stadium said, uh, hey, Clip. And I turned around he said, how many calls you going to get about that first drive when East Carolina didn't run to the ball? So here <laughs> we are. So uh, I was already answering questions about that in the freaking stadium. Um, no, Mark, they, they got to have something ready to go there. If there's a questionable call that goes in ECU's favor, that can be challenged. They, they should know to hurry up, just run the ball to Mitchell for two yards or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that is... Uh, Something that they got to be very aware of there. Well, if you remember,
2: East Carolina took advantage of that very th- same situation later in the game on the uh, the catch that was really not a catch by C.J. Johnson. They got up to the line of scrimmage pretty quickly, ran another play, and there wasn't a chance to call a timeout by Memphis or to challenge that or anything. So they did take advantage of that. They did do that later in the game. But yeah, that was a situation where that could have uh, bode well for East Carolina as, as just as as it did later in the game.
28: Anything else, Mark? Yeah, one more thing real quick. Um, I believe they uh, let Keaton Mitchell score at the end of the game, Yeah, uh, at the end of regulation, um, and, I, and I thought Memphis was real smart on that. But I really think Memphis made a big mistake at the end of the first half when they came out and was just pretty much careless with the ball and gave us a chance. Uh, to get some momentum going in the halftime. That yeah, was a
11: yeah, game changer.
2: It was, and I was very, uh, I was very pleased to see the East Carolina coaching staff and how they utilized the timeouts at the end of the first half. And they actually had some aggression, and, and instead of playing passive, they were they were in attack mode to try and score at the end of the first half. So I was very happy with the with the way they that whole situation played out.
1: I think I I don't know how much I would actually believe this because Mike Houston is gonna do what he wants to do and not worry about what fans say. But Memphis had the ball at the end of the first half and the way the time was situated, ECU only had two timeouts. So they call one on first, they call one on second, and then Memphis could just run out of the clock. Right. But he used the timeouts anyway. Yeah. I wonder if that if like he was feeling pressure to call those timeouts because he hasn't done it in previous spots. And even though it didn't matter, they could have fumbled the ball, so it kind of did matter, but they right. were they ran out the clock. But I almost feel like Houston did that because previous games, he's heard the boos for not calling timeouts. Well,
2: you know, I mean, everybody's human. The yeah. thing is, is, is coaches will like to tell you that none of that stuff, that they have a game plan, they have a way they do things, and that's just kind of the way it is. But everybody, we're all human. They hear that. Uh, so that wouldn't surprise me is that exactly how it happened who knows and, and he's pr- you're probably never going to get anything out of him
1: Billy are we, or we any human coach? or are we dancer What that's a song 3171250 <laughs> I don't think I know that song Shirley knows it We'll take a break we'll come back Don Chris Charlie hang on we'll get to your calls on the US Sailor 5th quarter call in show I want to hear the song Oh we here Who's it who is it Shirley who sings that do you know I'll have to Google it up, YouTube it. Google them up. You got anything, Shirley? Sing, sing it again. Are we human? Or are we dancer? Am I singing it right? It's an old song. It's by. It's an old song? Okay, that's not it. I don't know. That was, what am I doing? We'll take a timeout. We'll Google it up. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the US Cellular fifth quarter post game call in show. Here's Clip Brock.
1: Back with you, 317 1250. I knew Are We Human? Are We Dancer was a song. For some reason in my head, I thought it was like an 80s song. I looked it up. No, it's by the Killers, and I do recall it now. Thank you to Scott. Thank you to Greg thank you to josh and also uh somebody uh al al said uh on A-L. twitter <laughs> well it says al.american i guess it's al uh said that was a horrible rendition clip but it's the killers so thank you
2: and i've never heard that song
1: my signs are vital yeah, all right jack charlie chris hang on Don in Raleigh is up on the U.S. Sailor 5th quarter call-in show hello
16: Don hey alright so um, yeah I I think uh, kind of like everybody else uh,
1: Don you're breaking up on us man can't hear you oh. that might got you try again
16: yeah, yeah. I was having in the uh, in the first quarter, I was kind of kind of giving up on everything, uh, kind of like other people were saying. But I think I think we got to kind of get used to the fact that we actually can win these days. But
1: <laughs> when's the last time we came back from seventeen down? That's a good question.
16: Yeah, I, I can
1: remember the Marshall
2: game last year. How, what, what, how many uh, points we down were down 17 we seventeen in the fourth quarter? That's right. Yeah, okay. That's right. That's there right. The go. Marshall game, yeah,
3: with like seven and a half minutes
2: left. Yep. Which I would much rather, obviously, much rather be down seventeen nothing in the first quarter. <laughs> get it out of the way. <laughs> than, yeah, yeah, get it out of the way. Um, you don't, you don't want to make that a habit, of course. But uh, you know, I tell you what, I it, had East Carolina not responded the way they did at the end of the first half. I think there would have been a mass exodus there at halftime. It
1: really Definitely. Would. I mean, there were the Bluebirds were out. I, yeah. I tweeted about it, man. There were some. A lot of booing going on in that stadium, and mm. you had cheers as they walked off the field at halftime because they were able to get those right. two scores late. Yeah,
16: yeah, it's a different team
1: than it was, you know.
2: Yeah. Oh, it was a different team from the first quarter <laughs> to the second quarter.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Don. Anything else, man?
16: Oh, yeah, I, was, I was mentioning the uh, the fake punt. Hmm. Um, you know, everybody kind of said that was crazy, but and I did at the time. But, you know, those things only work when people are least expecting it. And it didn't work, but had it worked, we wouldn't be. We'd be saying that was a genius call. I mean.
2: <laughs> Yo, what's yeah. know, it's funny. I, I, had, I had just asked about that. If if someone had asked in the post-game interviews, uh, you know, what the thinking was on that. And uh, Glenn Big Dog had said that, which what is what I sus- suspected, that the coaches saw something. Uh, and made that call, so that wasn't a situation where, um, you know, I, they saw something on the field. Maybe a guy was out of position. I don't know if it was a defensive back that was not covering a receiver or whatever it was. They saw something there, and it just didn't work.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. too long to go for it in that situation. I think. Oh, I and agree.
2: It's a long agree. ways to go. It's a
1: twenty-three yards is a long way. Yeah. So. I
16: think. I think they figured they could get. Past midfield, and worst case scenario, you're not in the in the worst position ever. But yeah. <laughs> All right, Don. Thanks, man. But it is. Yeah. part
1: yep. Don in Raleigh, 317-1250. Chris is up in Smithfield. Hey, Chris.
25: Hey y'all. So here's what I got. Tonight deserves this.
27: This game deserves the I go. <laughs>
1: all right. thank you we'll have to add that to the uh maybe we bring the song back good I stuff know who chris.
4: this is too
1: <laughs> is that oh, and that's he hung it. Up. all right good that, call I that was my go. buddy chris who
4: texted me earlier about the neighbor yelling i oh, go yeah. out in yeah. the, on the back deck
11: I go.
1: thank you chris we go I to go. charlie I in go. Pittsburgh. hello charlie I go. <laughs>
25: <laughs> I tell you, what, I'm. I'm. I don't miss the entire song being played, but I do think when uh, when you guys have I go on Pirate Radio Live, you should at least
1: hit that I go. When Fair
11: enough. Go. All right, that. we'll do it.
1: Deserve to be safe.
2: I think I said this before. It reminds me of the Ricola. <laughs> remember
1: the commercial? I do remember that. It was very annoying. Ricola. Great marketing, by the We're go. still talking about Ricola yeah. 30 years later. Yeah, so. right. All right, Charlie, what's up?
25: Oh, boys, it was a good win tonight. I'm going to keep this short because I don't have a lot of voice left after them overtime. But, um, you know, obviously there's things to be improved, but gosh knows that was a gritty win um like caller said a little while ago you know we got down like that in the first quarter and i thought here we go pirates are favorite at home and we're about to get blowed out and uh if they didn't fight back and uh just a just a good win uniforms look great i really liked the uh the graphics that were going on in the stadium like the old school video game graphics i thought that was cool um i just happy it was a great win tonight i think um I think if we're if we're gonna get to bowl eligibility this year, I think we're gonna have to win some more games like that. Maybe not in four overtimes, but um, I think if, there's gonna be some tough games from here on out. And uh, but I, I, I think you know it depends on which Pirates show up to play. But I think we I think we can do it. I think we can get there. And um, i want to say if, if you if you can get to Greenville next weekend, by God, get there. Yeah. Um, just, we're not gonna be favored, but we can win. Um, if we get a good crowd in there, and uh, if this team shows up and plays like they can, so um, anyway, good win tonight. Go, go take my call. Have a
1: good night. All right, always enjoy hearing from you, Charlie. Uh, after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, and now I was going to say something, and I forgot. We it's Oh, he was talking about where we're going to be in more games like this, and if we go to a bowl, win, have to win more games like this. That's why it's so important. Uh, to figure out this kicking situation, and we got some things figured out tonight with Conrad in, but still had a you know a botched hold, and and that's why it's so vital because every freaking extra point matters. Yeah, when you're in a close game like this. Oh
2: yeah, and you know something else I wanted to touch on too is um, that Charlie had said uh, wants everybody to come out Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium. You know as well as I do, weather makes a big difference. So I just pulled up my weather app and for the ten day forecast, looking like right now. Saturday next Saturday seventy degrees sunny my
1: goodness gracious um, great weather 50, day today
2: fifty one at night let's do it um, again so it's going to be pretty much a carbon copy of what you saw tonight weather wise at mm. Dowdy Ficklin Stadium no excuse people I mean get out there because you know we all know it, the, the you you get into late October early November and this is the time you got to step oh. up and sorry Bill oh uh, no sorry that's okay
1: down the line we got a double. Is it an RBI double or a two run double? I think a RBI double. He is fired up. I don't
2: know. Is this the MLB fifth quarter? Is this the fifth quarter? <laughs> is
1: that what we're doing? Dodgers three to two, but man, the Padres <laughs> fans are going nuts. Second and third. Nobody out, bottom of the seventh. Sorry to cut you off. Go brownies. All right. Uh let's go to Jack in Greenville. Hey, Jack.
29: Yes, there we go. How you guys doing? Doing good. What a gutsy performance by Holton Aylers. And Keen Mitchell. Carried us, put us on his 150 pound back in the overtime. What a what a move! That, that, I think that was that was crazy. But gotta go, gotta go to the fake punt. We ran we ran a fake punt against SMU two years ago, and there was an option. There was an option to run 16 yards. There was no option to go. It was either we're going or we're not. I mean, the gunner could have came down and got 16 yards. It was a, it was a 10 point game. Why are we doing? That's the first thing. Then, second thing, we know what Memphis is bad at. They got these giant dudes on the inside while we're running the ball at the Memphis. But, you know, that, that, that's neither here nor there. But then we turn it around, and right at halftime, everybody turned around, and we, we were throwing the ball down the seams, and it worked out great. But my questions are, we have these cornerbacks, and it, I've seen it multiple times, where they're playing 10 yards off our receivers, and we're not throwing a screen pass or something.
7: And then
1: we we can't throw the ball down the field. Docs. <laughs> My thoughts are I love your style as a caller, Jack. You get your your points in and you kinda talk fast and then you stop and then yeah, I'm
29: trying to get you guys to go to bed, but
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good stuff. Uh why are we doing what we do when we do what we do? I don't know. Um no, I mean I don't have any answers for you in that regard. It's it's kind of frustrating to watch. And then, so, Mike
29: Houston, excellent, excellent, I said excellent, timeout, first half. Yep. Second half, we sack the quarterback, everybody's celebrating, you know, you can't celebrate in a minute, two-minute drill. But then we have two timeouts, we're not ready. Call a timeout, Mike, what are you doing? Like, call, call a timeout. Next play, they throw a 50-yard pass down the field, set up, set up a touchdown. I mean, I just think that, 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 that's a miss from Mike there. So I, it's just it's just mind-boggling. I mean, you just gotta you just gotta be there.
2: Yeah, because obviously that big that big play, pass play over the middle uh, on that final drive in regulation by Memphis was the killer. I mean, it really was.
29: Yeah. And the final gripe is purple gold. Purple is a two-syllable world, word. Gold is a one-syllable word. It is purple gold, not. Purple, gold, purple, gold, purple, gold. You know, the, the dance team's trying to lead us in purple, gold. You know, it's, it's a slow, it's a slow chant. It's not a fast chant, you know. I don't know when we started getting this fast chant in, but that's all I got.
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for your call. I'm, I'm with you there. Thanks, Jack. I think. Uh, <laughs> good call. Don't really care to be talking about purple, gold chants at 106 a.m., but you know what? <laughs> that's what the show's all purple. about. Purple, 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 oh, gold. purple, purple gold. gold. purple, gold, purple, gold, purple, gold. Alright, lines are locked and loaded. People still want to talk, and the Padres have come back on the MLB fifth quarter show. 3-3. Three to three. Boy, runners, Brittany. Runner, and
2: They've got runners
1: on the corner. I bet you're no glad outs. you left now. That's right. You're missing a hell of a ball game. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, we will take a break, come back, more to go. We got Owen, we got Mike, we got Blake, and we got a line open. Can we
2: do an MLB watch-along?
1: <laughs> back with you after this. Whoa, my pen went fine.
0: You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes.
4: All right, Major League Baseball in the National League Division Series, Game 4, Dodgers and Padres. The Padres have uh, tied it up at three apiece. There are runners at first and third with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. San Diego trying to close this thing out. They lead the series two games to one. Let's talk about some finals from earlier today in college football. Tennessee upsets Alabama uh, 52-49. to And uh, NC State loses to Syracuse 24-9. Oklahoma State loses to TCU 43-40 in double overtime. Georgia walloped Vanderbilt 55 to nothing. Tulane was a winner over South Florida 45 to 31. The Green Wave are now 6 and 1. And number 25, James Madison, was upset today by Georgia Southern by a final of 48 to, or excuse me, 45 to 38. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. And uh, they're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night along with football. You can follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for updated schedules, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now, let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Post Game Call-In Show. Here's your host, Clip Rock.
1: All right, still taking your calls here on this Sunday morning at our Brown and Wood Drive of the Game coming up in a little bit, but got more of your calls to take, including Owen Mike. And right now, we'll go to Blake and Carey, who is on the Pit Electric Live line. Hello, Blake.
21: Hey boys, I know it's 1:15 a.m., but how about them freaking pirates, baby? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh.
1: <laughs> Balakay fired up tonight.
21: Man, I I don't know what it, it, it may be—just the stress and the cholesterol. I can feel building up in my arteries, but that is the most emotional I've felt at the end of a pirate game in a long time. I mean. Last time I can even think of being that excited was when we got bowl eligible last year. But, man, the stress of that game, <laughs> I was in the stands with my brother and my dad, and we're lifelong Pirates. I mean, my, my first game was in 99 when my parents took me when I was two years old, and we beat the Miami Hurricanes when they were ninth ranked in the nation. And so like, I grew up going to East. And I don't remember the last time I was this hyped up after a game. And I've just driven an hour and a half back to carry. You know, like, <laughs> the, and I feel like it was a, it was a complete game. I, I know that there's definitely flaws and things that we need to fix. But, I mean, I'm looking at the stats here. Holton, 26 for 34, 304 yards and one touchdown. Keaton, 149 yards, three touchdowns. Isaiah Winstead, nine receptions, 154 yards, one touchdown. We had two interceptions, one for a pick six. Like, I mean, overall stats wise, everything looked so good. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm still on the band or on the, the, the wagon of Fire DK, but still, I mean, I am so, so happy with this win because this means we only need one more win out of these four that are going to be super difficult, and then we have Temple. Like, it, this was a huge win, guys.
1: This is why, why do we do the fifth quarter? Why do we sit here until 1.15 in the morning? Because Blake needs somebody to talk to, to talk about yeah. his Pirates, instead of just screaming out his window, riding to <laughs> carry.
2: Which would work, too. That works, too. but That might get you arrested if you pass
1: a police <laughs> officer. But <laughs> This is why we do it. And uh, it's great to hear you fired up, Blake. Good stuff, man.
2: Yeah, and he put some stats out there, too, with some, you know Keaton's stats and... Uh, and Holton's and you know you made a great point earlier about Keaton Mitchell stats we've seen inflated stats like that big numbers out of Keaton Mitchell in the past but these, are different because you don't have right was 20 yards 20 yards you don't have that 90 yard oh, yeah. run or that 60 or 70 yard run where he gets into the uh, secondary and then turns on the jets there was a couple times he had the potential to do that tonight and just you know like i'd mentioned a couple uh you know late tackles in the secondary that he just missed breaking one off but that's impressive
1: stats by that young man definitely all right blake keep partying man
21: I partied on the, on the ride home, baby. All right.
1: Good deal. There's Blake in carry, 317-1250. Mike Owen, hang on one second. We got Brian Bailey joining us after a thrilling Pirate win, the longest football game in ECU football history. And, uh, Bailey, you were there tonight. Billy Weaver said uh at one point there's a highlight on wnct you said you saw bailey filming in the end actually
2: there. it looked like bailey was in good position for a bunch of the overtime stuff bailey i bet you got some good video tonight didn't you uh, i got some
26: okay video you know i'm old <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little blurry a little a little out of focus but it's all good right we gotta change. We gotta change the rules about this. The end of the field. Just just play it at one end of the field. Ah, I didn't think about that.
2: Yeah, because the photographer's got to hustle it down to the other end of the field. Mm. Yeah, I remember those days. I don't miss that at all.
26: I thought somebody was going to get me from security. Cause I just went right down the middle of the field. <laughs> I'm too old for that. I had a wheelchair by the third overtime. The wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> It was some kind of game, though. And
1: Mike Houston was fired up after it, wasn't he, Bailey?
26: He was. He walked in to do the coaching show with uh, Brian Medor and myself, and he said, I got after the media a little bit. (laughs) I said, what did you get after them for? He he said, man, a lot of of naysayers, a lot of doubters. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot
2: of doubters after he goes for it on 4th and 23 with a fake punt inside your own 30-yard line. Yeah. I
26: mean he's he's you know, I, come on now about that. I I asked about that in the coach's show because you know it's his show but you still got to ask questions like that but he said they gave him the look that they were looking for and that they and and somebody else told me and I'm not sure who it was but somebody that was up top said if I guess you know if some butts and candy were nuts and all that stuff but that, that if 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 Ryan Jones had gotten around if, if they got one block that they were supposed to get that he'd have gotten the first down easily and man, Hey well, hey well
2: guess what? On every play of every game, if there's one block that's made, <laughs> it's gonna turn into a big play. Come on now.
26: But I'm just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> i know,
2: I know. down there.
26: But, but yeah, I mean that was it was looking bleak. Seventeen nothing, man. After and you go for it down ten nothing, you go for it like you said, and they, they don't get it and it's seventeen nothing. But I tell you what, man, that just the, the ups and downs of that game and the ebbs and flows and yeah, you know, there were some big defensive plays and some defensive letdowns, and it was just—it was just something else. It was, those interceptions were big. The pick six was—you know—the interception was good enough, and then the, the run back, man, that was—that was something to watch.
1: Yeah, that, that we was, had to look it up. We found out Billy did the research that Julius Wood did indeed play receiver in high school, and you could see that on that play.
26: Yeah, he said he said I think in the post game that he played. I think he said he played both sides of the football yeah. in little league and all the way up to high school. So, he, he yeah, he looked really good on that uh, that return. But, you know, as as you caller before this said, you know, it, it was a very important game because, uh, you know, if you, you dropped this one, and as we said, it looked really bleak early. But, but now, you, you know, you've still got your shot. You know, you, you've got some tough games ahead. But, you know, there's nothing to say you can't go to BYU and win. There's nothing to say you can't go to Cincinnati and win. They'll have to play better. And they'll have to play better next week against UCF if they're going to win that game.
2: Uh, but Bailey, how many times have we seen East Carolina um, come up big in big games? Like you know, you're talking about going on the road to BYU and going on the road to Cincinnati. But how many times have we seen East Carolina kind of play up to their competition? Now we've seen them play down to their competition as well. So I mean, there's nothing out of out of um, you know out of question in this. I mean, anything could happen in these last few games.
26: Yeah, and everybody I think has put Hibble down as a win, but. Right. don't know what happens in November when you go up to Philadelphia. It can be a long, cold day. Are we going
1: to bring our cold weather gear this time, Bailey?
26: Yeah, better make sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, Bailey, I did think about you during the game too, because when they were showing all the '80s graphics and the old pirate script on the helmet, and uh, they had the old strutting PD up on the scoreboard a few times, I thought about that. I thought about you. Did that bring back some memories? I mean, you've been here since the '80s, right?
26: Well, it makes me a little nervous that you're sitting with your beautiful wife and thinking about me. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, yeah. Old stuff. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, the look, uh, the uniform. I'd like to see the pirate script on a purple helmet like the old days. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the ECU helmet that the Pirates wore in the beach bowl that year. I'd like to see that sometimes. So. I, I like, and I, I'd like to see the pirate helmet with the with the old pirate, you know, on it.
2: Let's just do it all. Let's just do I it mean, all. Why not? Let's I, just I, become Oregon. Okay, let's do it
1: all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Do> it all. <laughs> I'm with it. Uh, but hey, go
26: ahead, Bailey. The white helmet jinx is over. The white helmet jinx. Yeah. Probably got to win it with the white helmet.
2: Well, it's the white helmets with the skull and crossbones, not with the script anymore. Now the oh. script is the. Right. We're good with that now.
1: Good. How that works? Uh, Bubba brings up a good point. Uh, you know, everybody's saying show up next week. UCF. uh He says this is the last time they'll come to Greenville, and at least a long time, maybe ever, because they're out That's of the right. Americans. Yeah. So we need to send them off to the Big Twelve with a, uh, a butt kicking. But Bailey, tonight's game was huge. Last week's game was huge. We lost it. Tonight's game must win. Huge. We won it. Sets up another huge game next week. The more you win, the, the bigger the games get. And, man, we got a uh, showdown with the Knights coming up next week.
16: Yeah, it
26: was, it was just a fun weekend. I had a chance to, to be at the Hall of Fame banquet, talk to Marcus Crandall. I talked to Coach Logan, Jeff Connors. I mean, you know, just you know, hearing stories from those guys on, on Friday night. And, you know, then the homecoming. know, yeah, homecoming's kind of cool because you see all these people that, you know, if, a lot of people that can't come to but one game try to come to the homecoming game. So that was really neat, the tailgating that was going on and you know, and, and then the air was let out of the balloon when you're down seventeen nothing in the second quarter. But give those pirates credit, man, they they hung in there and they, they came back and you know, I think Holton Aylers man he, he did a great job. You know, he's 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 battered and bruised, but he hung in there and he got the job done.
2: Well, I think that's the story of Holton's career. Battered and bruised all the time, but always out there giving it hundred percent.
1: We saw him coming off the field Chandler said it like he was saying, pull my arm. What were you saying, Chandler? I, pull my I, finger? I, I can't remember.
11: <laughs>
3: no, that was me and Chandler. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, sorry. I can't remember who the player was, but he goes up to whoever it is, and he's telling them, like, hey, pull my arm right quick. Because, I mean, his arm – It was seen.
26: it was CJ, I think. And we we joked – we, we asked – I asked Coach Houston about it on the coaching show, and he kind of laughed about it and said, well, I'll just give you guys an injury report and, and let you guys have it every week. So, he, they, they – you know, everybody knows that Holton's banged up. Everybody – that it, watches film and anything else knows that Holton's got, you know, some some shoulder problems with that non-throwing shoulder. I mean, it's on ESPN. It's everywhere you look. So I don't think it's that big a deal anymore because he battles through it. He plays through it. And, and he did. We had uh, – Garrett Short told me that he had video of, of Holton going over there and, and, and saying, hey, man, get my shoulder back right. And he got it back right, and he kept he kept playing, and the Pirates won the game.
1: Yeah, they were warming up Mason Garcia, but Holton Aylor is able to – Go back in the game and uh, get the win tonight.
2: Do you guys remember Lethal Weapon, the movie? Mel Gibson, when he popped his shoulder out and he would slam it against the car and then go on about his business? Kind of reminds me of Holt Naylor. Just pop it back in and let's go. Let's do this. There you go. There you go.
1: B.B., good stuff, man.
26: It was fun. It was a good time. Four overtimes, man. I tell you. I'm I'm telling you, when you're doing the show, the coaching show, and Billy can tell you because he's done stuff like that, too, you know, you're writing stuff down, notes down, to ask the coach, well, damn, we get in, in the score app. <laughs> the apps that were out there had, to, had the scoring in the wrong order. So I'm looking at it and I knew that the Pirates won the toss and that Memphis had the ball first, but the score app had, had it backwards. So, Mito and I are trying to write it. And Mito said, look, I watched it. I wrote it down. Trust me. I said, Mito, I trust you in my life anyway. I know I trust you on this. So, we finished it up with that. and We got it all done. The coach was in a pretty good mood as far as that goes. and. It was it was tough. Man, these night
1: games are a quick turnaround for that coaches show, aren't they, Billy?
26: Oh, they are. I mean, yeah. literally. I just left the TV station because I went by to make sure we had some download stuff, like Billy was talking about. I had a good angle on some stuff. We put all pushed all that stuff to Meteor so he can work with that. Uh, the player interviews pushed that out. We pushed. We do Coach Houston's uh, post uh, press conference and get it to East Carolina so they can put it on the YouTube channel so people can see that. So. There's a lot of things that go on and now meteor he'll be working until you know probably four or five in the yep, morning at yep. the very least to get it done.
2: He's a soldier, man. And uh just quick plug on the coaches show what time's it air tomorrow?
26: Eleven thirty AM on the official station of the pirates, WNCT.
1: The, there you go. All right, BB. Go to bed. All right. Yeah, you're old. You need sleep. Week. Later, man. There you go. <laughs> Brian Bailey show coming up Monday at noon. Every coach will want to be on that show after this win. All right, let's see if Mike and Owen hang uh, hung on the line. Mike and Kuratuck, are you there?
30: Yeah. All
1: right. Sorry it took so long to get to you. Oh,
30: that, that's no problem at all. Um, I just had a I don't know quick comment question um, on on the, on our last drive there in the fourth quarter where. Everybody basically knew that Memphis was going to let us score. And and I know you said you wouldn't have taken a knee there, but come, coming out of the timeout, we pretty much assumed they were going to let go in. What, what would you think about taking the knee on first? Because it was first down, just, you know, handing the missile, letting get to the goal line and stop, make them burn their last timeout there instead of letting them keep a timeout. Yeah, I, because, I, I, no, I, no, I, that that's
1: great. I mean, if it works out at the end when you score and you're able to do all that, then yeah, that's a great idea. I just, I don't like tempting fate. I, right,
2: because there's no guarantee right there. It, because what happens is on first down, if Memphis says, okay, we're going to let you score, and then East Carolina says, well, we're not going to score on purpose, that changes the whole dynamic and that changes the outcome of the way... Memphis plays that then Memphis could say okay they're not going to score let's play them straight up here and stop them and make them kick a field goal so then it could it could backfire so I think you just take the points given uh, and you put the ball in the hands of your defense like it was and you know just unfortunately the, uh, the East Carolina defense gave up one big play in the middle of the field which made the difference in that drive and allowed uh, Memphis to go down and score
1: and I'm not saying I'm right and I'm not saying you're right or Allen was right or wrong or anything there's different different. different ways to do it, and I've seen it done both ways, but just as bad as the kicking situation has been I just – I didn't want to – I don't feel like risking it.
2: Now, on the flip side, if that were Memphis in that situation with their kicker hadn't missed a field goal all year and still hasn't missed one –
1: They might have done then that. Then they
2: might have done that, and that would have been a great call because you're all about analytics now and what works and what not. Like, like Clip said, when you have a kicking game that you know goes into this game 20 of 25 on extra points, that's not on field goal attempts. Those are on extra point attempts. And which that would have been an extra point in that situation. That you know, basically an extra point from that distance. So I just I don't think you like Clip said. I don't think you tempt faith in faith in that uh, situation. I,
30: I I definitely totally agree on the kick because I've never heard a stadium collectively holding their breath <laughs> as I did on that on that last or. Yeah, extra point.
2: And I've never heard a, a stadium cheer an extra point being made by a new kicker that came into the game either, like the way I oh, heard yeah. it in that stadium.
30: hundred percent, hundred percent. Even the last couple games with Daffer, every time he would make one, you would think we had just won the conference.
1: Right, right. All right, Mike. Anything else, man?
30: Uh, I, uh, I was just saying, yeah. You know, obviously, if if we didn't go on on that on the first down. Memphis at that point is going to try to stop us, um, and, and I agree, you know, to an extent about you never know what's going to happen. You can fumble or, well, I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, again, your way might have been the right way, but we uh, we got the we ended up giving up the touchdown, which we didn't want, but got the W. All right, Mike, thanks for hanging out with us late, man.
30: Thanks, guys. Appreciate the
1: whole show. All right. Thank you. And Jeff uh, Collins on YouTube, I saw your comment. If you really are waiting on a shirt from last basketball season, probably from a watch-along, I apologize for that. Uh, Shoot me a Facebook message or email me, clip at PirateRadio1250.com, and we'll we'll take care of you. All right. uh, Owen in Tampa, are you there? Dude, this show needs
13: a shot clock fast.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to be angry if you were still hanging on.
13: You're, you are never allowed to complain about how late it is again after letting Bailey bumble. Wrap
1: it up, B.
2: Wrap it up. Sorry, Owen. Oh, look at the rain coming down. Speaking of uh, <laughs> shot clocks... We're going to talk about rain in San Diego, which it never rains in San Diego.
1: All right, Owen, what's up, man? Nobody cares. <laughs> All right, well, go on. It's your time. Go ahead.
13: Shut up. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we finally got a win against a team with a pulse. Yeah. Is that it? The That's it? Yeah. <laughs> it should be. That should be. <laughs> the, um, I just want to see what the guys do with it because they were really resilient today. And it took a lot after that ugly ass first half to come back and do what they did. So they showed a lot of heart. So let's see what we do with it, you know? Because the next three games are not gimme. You guys know about UCF; they can come in there and drop sixty on you in a heartbeat. And then we got to play BYU, which will make Luke Larson happy because he finally gets to be around guys his own age. <laughs>
2: Ah, yeah. I great line, great line. I don't
13: know if he does as well with the ladies as the Mormons do, because those dudes got game.
11: <laughs>
13: <laughs> and then we got Cincinnati, so hopefully this will be the start of something. If we can make one of these guys stumble a little bit, maybe we can get ourselves back into the conversation as far as being towards the top of the conference and maybe making a move. But I'll be happy with a damn bowl. Anyway, I just used up somebody else's time, so I got to go. See you, boys
1: all right there's owen in tampa i was pulling up his twitter page to see what he tweeted during the game tonight let's see if i can read any of it nope can't read that not gonna read that. <laughs> gonna. yeah yeah no. uh, that was from last week where he, tweet- he put out a picture of me going to sleep during the show yeah uh so yeah can't read any of owen's stuff much like i can't read a lot of my stuff so uh yeah par for the course thank you owen thank you everybody for being up late with us we'll take a timeout. come back got more to go On the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show, Uh, we have open lines if you're still up. And for some reason, if you got something you want to say that hasn't been said during the show, call in. 317-1250. We're back after this.
0: You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock.
1: Just watch the Julius Wood pick six again. And, man, we've talked tonight about don't take anything for granted. Don't take for granted that the Pirates are just going to score. Like you said, Billy, go score your damn self. And that's what Julius did.
2: Yeah, because he should have been tackled at about the 20 yard line. And the 10. And, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but times. the first time at yeah. the 20 yard line. And there's no guarantee that the Pirates are going to score from the 20 if that's where he indeed gets tackled. So, what a play! Huge play in the game.
1: Huge. All right, 317, 1250. For the first time this morning, we have open lines. Let's, uh, I have not looked up any drives, but we will have our Brown and Wood drive of the game. A lot to choose from tonight as the pirates put a lot of points on the board brown and wood drive the game brought to you by brown and wood serving the pirate nation and eastern north carolina since 1937 brown and wood your number one dealership in greenville brown and wood on greenville boulevard greenville online brown and wood maybe the drive maybe the first scoring drive you really needed that one i was going to say one late uh I did the remember game. the first
2: scoring drive, as a matter of fact, because I thought about that it being the Brownwood drive of the game, but I was like, it's too early to obviously, you know, because I was thinking about that when it happened. Um,
1: there was one Chandler before we left the game. Chandler said, let's wait one more offensive possession, see what they do, and then leave. It was a great drive, but it ended in three. It ended in three, yes. So that one can't count.
2: That was the put- We part- actually did that earlier this year, remember that? There was a drive that ended in three points, but we— ended up making that the drive of the game because it was such an impressive drive and i think it was big key in the game but
1: looking at the touchdown drives eight plays 75 yards was that first one that's why that was impressive yeah um east carolina had a i'm trying to find the uh the other drive we were talking about keaton mitchell capped off a nine play 75 yard drive uh, Chandler, the one we were talking about, why I wanted it to be the drive of the game. Because it was wh- 16 plays, 87 yards, yeah. wow. and it yeah. took eight minutes off the clock. Yeah.
3: You know, what? You know I, what? I don't
2: have a problem with that being the drive of the game. You know yeah.
3: what? I, I, I remember because. And I, it gave ECU the lead. Yes, it gave ECU the lead, but I remember saying, hey, let's see what the offense does here. And I remember them being deep. The quarter ended, and I'm sitting there thinking, all right, well, we got to go and do a postgame show. And the Pirates, t- I, b- I believe the Pirates didn't. You know, they kicked that field goal with like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Eight minutes. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, if,
2: and if I'm not mistaken, that's his first field goal because the other ones were extra points.
3: Yes. So, yeah, that was so a you know very, what? very long drive. That's, yeah, that's the, the drive of the game. Very productive drive yeah. that ended in points. And more importantly, it was a field goal. Right. Which, you know, which is with a, uh, with a, a, a blessing nowadays. With a freshman
1: kicker. Yeah. yeah. All right, there you go. Andrew Conrad capping off the hey, drive of the game. You couldn't have a
2: drive of the game that ended in three. Well, there you go.
1: You go 16 plays, 87 yards. Again, you'd love to have that six, but yeah. we'll take the three in that case. All right, we got another caller calling in. So, uh, by the way, we have one break left. So get your calls in. Last call for your calls before we wrap it up. We're going to be here Last call. next week at the same time. And man, I hope we're celebrating another win. I hope so too. It, I, I really don't mind doing this at 138 after a W. I'm still I'm feeling pretty good, so uh, appreciate it's be you being even later this.
2: for that BYU game.
1: Yeah, but that'll be a uh, Friday, Friday night, and we get uh, Saturday off. So looking forward to those Friday nights. All right for fighting. It's in this Saturday case, night. yes, but yeah. yeah, I hear you. Elton. <laughs> all right, Mary Elizabeth is in Moorhead City. Hello, Mary Elizabeth.
31: I bet my dad's listening. He's probably headed back from the game right now. I'm already back home. But can we just say something? How about those uniforms?
2: Yeah, sweet. Or, Love them. Were
31: they not good looking?
2: Yeah, I think they're the best looking ones I've seen. on. And I, I said that before. They're the best uniforms I've ever seen on the Pirates.
31: I agree. So what exactly happened with the kicker situation? So we switched Larson... And Owen Daffer, is that what happened?
1: Well, Larson was still holding, correct? Yes, yeah. So we sw- uh, Daffer did not play. Daffer did uh, play. He, he did. Uh, he was. He, he was kick. He, he had kickoff kick off, duties. Yep. But uh, we went to a new kicker, Andrew Conrad.
31: Whatever
1: we did, it worked. Yeah, we switched kickers. Okay. <laughs> so that we need
31: to do that at the rest of the season.
1: Well, I don't think we're going back. Conrad did well tonight. So yeah, yeah he's our kicker. And
2: I, and I think it has to be a situation where he has a bobble or a concern and daffer has to win that position back. But I think it's still a good a good deal for Daffer that he stays on the field. He's still doing kickoff duties.
31: I, I, I like him a lot.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if uh,
31: work. What's that? I think whatever we had going on tonight worked. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: If it ain't broke, it, don't fix that, it. Absolutely.
31: And I was gonna say one more thing.
1: Um I'm sorry, say that again.
31: Win or lose, Pirate Nation, you have got to be in the stands. You've got to be in the stands. All
1: right. Be there next Are week. Are you going to be there next week? Huge game.
31: Heck yeah. I'm going to be there.
1: There you go. All Don't right. ask her that,
2: Billy. I'm just Inter- asking. How dare you?
31: <laughs> I think I think that um, some Pirate fans have, like, they've lost the whole fair. We're not fair weather fans. We've got to be in the stands and we're going to be there next
1: Saturday. So Well said. All right, listen to Mary Elizabeth. Thanks for calling in tonight
2: Bye. this morning. Bye. Well, I tell you what, Padres fans aren't fair weather fans. They are toughing it out in a driving rainstorm
1: still. Yeah. And the game's still on. 5 to 3, bottom of the 8th, one out and the Padres have a uh Two-run lead, three outs away from going <laughs> Padres-Phillies, I know, NLCS. Ew. That is, yeah, I'm not watching. <laughs> uh, we go to Leonard in Greenville next. Hey, Leonard.
22: Hey. um, I got to go to the game tonight. I'm still recovering from shoulder surgery that I had several weeks ago, so my arm was in a sling, but my wife let me go. So um, just a great game, gutsy performance. Um, by everybody. Glad they didn't give up. I think looking at Twitter during the game, it definitely appeared that a lot of us were kind of dejected up until about five minutes left in the first half. Um, Just a great ending of the first half there to get two touchdowns to um, bring it close. And then um, thought we played a lot better in the second half. Um, Seemed like we passed on first down a lot in the Second half, I don't know if anybody else has mentioned that, Um, but it seems like we passed just about every first down that I can remember, and then if it was close, we would run on second down, and I think that helped us, um, you know, work down the field. I do agree that that drive, even though it ended in a field goal, was just a great drive, Uh, just maintaining the ball, keeping it out of their offense's hands, and um, at least getting some points on there. Um, but, you know, coaching's not always going to be perfect. There's always going to be second, you know, guessing that we can make in the stands. But I think for the most part, um, the coaches did well and made some adjustments in the second half and uh, gave us a chance to win. And luckily, we were able to do that. I think the Memphis quarterback and their receivers just played a heck of a game just making some great plays on third downs um and getting big chunks of yardage Uh, i was hoping we could make a stop at the end of the game but they just um had a little bit too much time left um but you know Pennington's great and i'm glad we're not gonna have to play them i hope for another two years unless we face them in the championship if we are fortunate to get there um but it seemed like our bowl hopes in the season was on life support, and the pirates uh put the defibrillator machine on it and brought it back to life so um glad everybody's happy and in a good mood. I know there are things we can improve on. I'm sure the coaches are gonna and the players are gonna look at that, but I think just definitely a gutsy performance. just wanna give a shout out to all the players, all the fans that stayed for every second of that, and I hope everybody enjoys it. I hope people will be there next week as well, Um, and go Pirates.
1: Leonard, you know what I love and what everybody loves, nostalgia, those feelings of something that you had in a previous life that just feels comfortable? Leonard used to call in like at the end of every game years ago in the last hour and he'd always do a wrap up almost kind of like a if you miss the fifth right, quarter right. you missed and he used to do it every single week and I have not heard from him a lot this year but man that really took me back to Leonard late in the show calling in kind of tying a bow on everything playing hurt and glad you got to go to the game tonight That's right. Tony Collins had recent uh, shoulder surgery he's been able to go finally he's out of the sling so uh, good to hear uh, Leonard's out there
2: and, and I, I agree with Leonard 100% that it's, it, making calls for coaches is tough, uh, and especially making them in split-second situations. And if you think about it, we have gone back and forth with callers about that, do you score, do you not score? Now, and we and, and we still are not, everybody's not 100% on the same page. So you can imagine how tough it is to make that call in real time.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you got to live with the uh... – the decision you make, right. and it, it didn't work out for the Pirates because Memphis did go down and score. But again, well, we've we've discussed it at this point. I think they did the right thing. Yeah, but they did too. I shouldn't even say... They did what I would have done. How about that? I don't know if there's a right, wrong right or wrong yeah. or whatever. But. I don't think
2: there is a right or wrong because you never know how... That, Like I said, you never know how the situation is going to play out. Memphis changes its mindset and what they do on defense if East Carolina decides they don't want to score and they sit on the ball. So, yeah, everything changes.
1: Now, how about this? Memphis, we saw it, Billy. You said that they're probably going to let them score here. As soon as ECU snaps the ball... The back, the linebackers—they don't even move. They're just standing in the end zone. Right. The D lines kind of pushed off the ball. What if Keaton Mitchell just stands at like the half yard line, and they play a game of chicken, and the clock's running? And then he. And they're like, are you going to tackle me? And, and then, like, right when they go then, up to him. He just pushed the ball over <laughs> the line. Yeah, but you yeah. waste like 15 seconds.
2: Well, and if, <laughs> if you have time to think all that stuff through, yeah, that may yeah. work. But all
1: right. All right maybe, <laughs> relay that
2: to the team. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Maybe it's not practical, <laughs> but
1: just an idea. All right. Last call for your calls 317 1250. That's in the movie version
2: of that game, by the way. That's oh, the, right. play yeah. the movie version, yeah. kind of like the We Are Marshall. Yeah, yeah, out, yeah. You know, and you know, that's at the end of Rudy and Invincible. Yeah, there you go. You know, so where it kind of happened this way, but we're taking some
1: so artistic they make liberties. Movie about this game? Right. Yeah.
2: It's going to be Keaton Mitchell standing there going.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... last call 317-1250. Back to go. Well, what am I saying? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> it's late.
0: You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes.
4: All right. The Padres are two outs away from advancing to the NLCS. Josh Hader on the mound for... San Diego, as uh, all of the fans have uh, stayed, even though there was a torrential downpour, it looks like it has stopped raining. And Trey Turner on, uh, in the batter's box for the Dodgers, as the Padres lead it 5-3 to three in the top of the ninth inning. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, brought to you by The Buck. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. And they're open from noon until 2 a.m., with live music every night along with football. You can follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And We'll see you at the Buck. Now, and now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular 5th quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Cliff Rock.
3: Hey, let's all do it. Ready?
1: Well done. All right. Is it the Broncos? I would have, have done not. it, but... They are facing right.
17: That's really
1: Billy uh, Awesome. Uh, I saw this this week. There is only one nfl logo that's an animal that is facing to the left looking to the left all the other ones go right and billy's trying to think of it and i'll just show it to you i mean so it's
2: not the jags it's not the panthers it is not
1: i think i know what it is. the
2: dolphins it's not the broncos What's another animal on the helmet? What do you think oh, it is?
3: Oh, man. No, never mind. I was going to say the lines. Nope. No. They're going right. They're, yeah. <clears throat> man, that's killing me. I'm going to just let
1: you, I'm gonna let you look at them and, and just see. Because it. right, it's pretty right. neat. But it's not the Seahawks. And it explains why. Cardinals. Nope. No, it's they're not the Cardinals. Right. Um, Rams.
2: Who is it? Where am I missing it?
1: Second to the last. Oh, it's the Eagles. Yeah. And there is a, uh, in the logo, there is an E like that right there in the neck. I've never seen it before. Huh. Yeah. Who knew? But they're the only one facing left. That I is, never uh, thought about that. That is weird, wild stuff. Man, you got to that up. But inside.
2: wait a wait, minute. Wait, wait, wait. It's not on the helmet. I thought we were talking about on the helmet.
1: What's on their helmet?
2: Their helmet is just the wings. The wings. Remember, the helmet is just the wings. That's on their shoulders.
1: All right, well, I said logo. Okay, I thought, logo. I thought you were
2: talking about on the helmet. Well, That's look, why I got... What's on not the that the was helmet? The, I told you, the wings. Just the wings. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, you're right. Um, That's okay. on the shoulder. Correct. Yeah. Not
2: that I would have gotten it anyway, but I was thinking uh, animals on the helmet.
1: That's called a one fifty five a.m. factoid for <laughs> you right
3: It is 1.55 a.m. Yeah. in the morning, and there's 90 people still watching. It one fifty
1: five. Do you want to keep going? Let's go Ball game Dodgers
3: Ball game Dodgers
1: are gone They joined the Braves, Mets And other good teams that are already out And the Yankees won game from being out of it How about that It's the year of the David David,
3: Because the the Goliaths are gone
1: I would make fun of the Dodgers They are the 90s and early 2000s Braves The Dodgers. They have won all these years And only won one World Series And it was in the COVID year all right, uh, this is not the MLB fifth quarter. This is uh, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call show. What a show, and thank you all for uh, hanging out with us so late tonight. Man, really fun. Um, Heidi just got home from the game, and she's watching it again on the big screen. That's pretty cool. After a win, I like to go back and watch, and... Uh, I'll be doing that. Weave, uh, any final thoughts to wrap this baby up?
2: Just like I started the uh, fifth quarter call-in show with, gutsy performance by this team. Love to see it. And at some point, that's going to pay dividends down the line, coming back from that 17-point deficit. Obviously, it was early in the game. But if you think about it, coming off the performance that they had previously, last week, and then going down 17 nothing. That team could have folded,
1: and they didn't. Robert says, Clip, you ignore YouTubers. Well, Robert, I'm not ignoring you. I am kind of ignoring Kevin because he keeps typing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over over again.
3: Uh, We got Jackson on Facebook with a little nugget. He said, did some research and in parentheses said, assuming Memphis makes a bowl game, it will be the first time we've beaten a conference team in consecutive seasons where that team made a bowl game in both years since Southern Miss in 2009 and 2010. Feels like that puts a lot into into perspective. Hey, wow. Jackson, That's can we hire you, you for good. our research That's team?
1: That's a great stat right yeah. there. Stat to, consider. stat to consider. Stat
3: to consider. Shirley Rhodes,
1: stat awesome to consider.
4: job. Thank you, sir.
1: You have been on the grind today. Chan man enjoyed hanging out with you on a football Saturday? Yes, sir. Going man, to the I, game I really with
3: you? I really am enjo, enduring. Enduring? Enduring. I, I'm, I'm really it. enjoying going to Dowdy Ficklin and watching. The I'm an enduring. Are you, uh, jur- who's that, Medea or whatever? Is that... <laughs> oh, yes.
26: You're, uh, you're
3: jur- enduring. Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello, hello. 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 enduring. Turb- Good, <laughs> Good
4: morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. I love Medea. That's
3: Lord.
26: who I want.
4: I want to be Medea when I grow up.
1: Uh, Billy's about to bring all the boys to the yard because all he can talk about <laughs> is getting a milkshake on the way home. I think I want something, too. Well, what I, I
2: got to get a milkshake in there go
1: home hey, and find my dog. Treat yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. Go find Still the dog. haven't found the dog. Yikes. Thanks to Parker's Barbecue for the awesome pregame and postgame food. Three locations in Greenville to serve you. Thanks to all the great Pirate fans out there and Pirate Radio fans uh, for hanging out with us. Fun times after a Pirate win tonight over Memphis in quadruple overtime. We'll see you next Saturday, 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and another late night on the U.S. Cellular 5th quarter call-in show for all the crew here. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next
0: week. Bye. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th quarter postgame call-in show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.